Well, well, folks. Another Monday with Phil and LG. It's LG here to give you the little intro preamble before you get into this two-hour and 15-minute marathon of a podcast. At this point, I guess I should just accept that when Phil and I get on the air, start recording, that it's just going to go for a while because he's got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. But I will say, as I do say, that this time we actually get to NFT talk a lot sooner than we have in weeks past. Maybe somewhere around the 30-minute mark is when we finally get there because we spent the first 30 minutes talking about what Phil's childhood bedroom looked like as well as his fortune cookie dilemma that he's been having followed by a burnt barbecue story on my end and our daily and weekly diets. But then we talk about the era of Freemints and how they have returned at candy. Whether... WrestleMania is still relevant or not, and what it means for the WWE to merge with the UFC, which happened earlier today. Around the 45-minute mark, we talk about tonight's NCAA final game, which then lays waste to a fantastic month of sports in April, the Masters, NBA, NHL playoffs, and MLB starting. And then around the hour and 15 minutes marks, we talk about ETH rewards coming to SoRare MLB. My strategy for SoRare NBA playoffs and beyond, because I think we got some good deals on the way, but hey, not financial advice. We talk about the problem with collecting candy and how it's a platform we wish we could buy more, but how the platform restricts the behavior quite heavily with its not so great UI. And we finished the show by talking about Top Shot challenges, which ones we're doing and where Phil's uh, collecting and, and, and where his frustrations lie as well. At the very, very end, we have the hot take of the week, which this week's question is, who would make a great fictional GM of Top Shot as in which fictional character would be a fantastic person to run NBA Top Shot. So make sure you check that out on this week's episode of The First Mint. I have to, first of all, I have two things to say right off the bat. A, we got to get Quad back on the show at some point because mm-hmm. he's in the opening song and we haven't seen him on the show in like years at this point. And he always has, Quad always has spicy things to say. Two, Phil admitted to me seconds before we started that the outline I send him every week of what we're going to talk about on the podcast, he never, ever, <laughs> ever looks at it. <laughs> oh, and he goes into around, everything... Baby. and he goes into every single show completely cold with no idea the kind of shit i'm going to throw at him which actually makes sense because we end up just talking about like your personal life for like an hour (laughs) you know that that is the only thing i thought of actually before recording this i'm like nothing really crazy happened to me in the last week like the last couple times we recorded a lot of crazy stuff happened but there are things that i want to bring up there are things i want the community to, to, to help me out with and discuss so we'll have to get to that too, LG. But no, I do not read the outline. I might take a quick glance, but I don't want to think about things ahead of time. Just like I told you with our contest, mm-hmm. I don't even want to look at the replies, even though I get tagged 100 times a day. I don't want to look at the replies because I want it to be natural when I select a winner. I don't want to be influenced by whoever said something because we know them or they're our friends or whatnot. 
I want it to be the best natural reaction. And I want my reactions to be the same natural to everything. Right. Who do you, who do you think, who, in, who else in the sports world do you think does that? Like, I feel like Shaq never knows what they're going to talk about. No, like Char- yeah, Char- Sir Charles and, and, and Shaq, I'm sure of it. Like, it doesn't mean you're not professional. It just means that, you know, I, no, if, no, if, you if know, anything, it, yeah, yeah if, if you know everything, I feel like some sports anchors, to be honest with you, like whether it be on ESPN, TSN, Fox, whatever, I feel like they work really hard just to keep up because it's mm-hmm. not really natural to them to watch all these mm-hmm. sports. I can tell when they're doing a sports report or when they're doing like Sports Center that they don't really watch that sport. And it's not the way they pronounce the names. It's just kind of like, I don't know, more subtle things where they they don't have much more to say apart from reading what's on the teleprompter. Let's put it that way, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty you know, confident I, I agree with you. that I yeah. can jump into anything, whether I read about it or not. And I, I like to be surprised. I'm not going to lie. No, but like it's good. It's good. I think we want like your raw take, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's what's exactly. a good balance between the two of us, right? Is mm-hmm. that it's like, I'm thinking about, for days i'm like what am i gonna say about top shot this week <laughs> it's gonna yeah. piss people off and you get tweets from trolls being like you know saying they're bullshit uh you know i think about that for days whereas like you like clearly don't think about this until we start which is perfect <laughs> no but that's right i think that 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 gives the perfect balance because then i'm coming with this like super formed been thinking about this opinion chiseling at it and you're coming in like it bounces right off of you and we get your like well, I find I find then your takes are like way more raw and honest, mm-hmm. which I think is what a lot of people really appreciate. So I like to be surprised good, too, because the, there yeah. are some things that you brought up, and I was just like, "Hold on, I did not hear about this." I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? As <laughs> opposed good. to if I saw it in That's the outline, good. I'd have to go look it up, and mm-hmm. then I might feel like I have to give any take on it, which I you know mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a take, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to bring something up before I forget. Um, Perfect. I wanted to ask you something because I I, I did see our oh. parents on Friday night. They love when we talk. Oh, okay. All right. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I, I actually got a secret and mom's going to kill me for telling you this, but yes. she gave me a, telling first me, of all, telling is, everybody, not just is, telling me, you're telling everybody. <laughs> she is furious still that the llama is no longer in the background of any stream. I do. <laughs> you're in a different room now. I'm in a I different think you're, room. You're in your own teenage bedroom. It honestly I mean, looks I, like you've gone to the past. Uh, and now you're actually actually wait, hold on. While we're talking teenage bedrooms, Phil, can I tell them about your teenage bedroom? Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. So we've been, you know, one thing I've been enjoying, and I, I talk about this often, one I've been kind of experimenting with the first mint Twitter to talk about, and then we're gonna get to the thing about our parents, but I've been experimenting with first mint Twitter with like honestly just like to- sports toys and video games from the 90s because I think people love that kind of nostalgia. And a while back, I posted those like baseball pennies, which you currently have one behind you. I don't know what team is that the Raptors? Raptors. That's the Raptors That's championship one. So, yeah. Right. Okay. But back in the day, it was ma- it was only baseball teams. Like very few other types of sports had that. And Phil had his like room covered with those. He also had like newspaper clippings of like hilarious, like Maple Leafs moments, like when Felix Podman and and, uh, Hextall got in a fight (laughs) and Podman like beat the shit out of him and like goalie fight back in like 1993. Phil had all this stuff. But the main thing that Phil had, and this is towards his later teenage years when he was like 16, is one day he like came home from wherever he goes after school, closed the door to his room. (laughs) And when it opened... Right above his bed were two posters for Baywatch of what was it? Yasmin Bleeth and Pamela, right? Like there's was, one for each. I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Yasmin Bleeth. I was with Yasmin. Yeah. With Yasmin. And yeah. I, I was obsessed with Pamela as well. But I was like, you know what? Like, this is not like normal behavior in our household for me to do this. It is going to be weird with our parents for sure. 
But you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm old enough now. And I'm going to put these chicks in bikinis up on my wall. And it, was, it wasn't it was on my wall, LG. You missed that part. It was like on the ceiling. The, yeah, we had kind like of a slanted like a, ceiling. Yeah, we had kind of like a like a bit of a vaulted ceiling in our bedrooms. And the bedrooms were incredibly small. This is not a giant house. Like we were we were at a very small upstairs where the bedrooms were. And everybody had a small bedroom, including me and Phil. So Phil above his bed, his single bed, had this like vaulted ceiling made of like old wood slats and then just put up just straight up Pamela Anderson and Yasmin Bleeth like giant you know po posters you'd get at like the record shop right because it's the only place you could buy posters back then like you wanted a poster of like your favorite movie poster or whatever or like some kind of you know pop star or whatever you went to like HMV or uh Cert, I don't know what it what was it what did they have in the states Tower Sam, Records some shit yeah, like that they don't right? know Sam like, the record man but yeah no this is this is a Toronto thing but uh yeah you'd go there and that's where Phil clearly went after work with his allowance money was down to HMV and bought two giant fucking Baywatch posters. <laughs> boom and boom. What did mom and dad say when they like walked by and they saw remember. that? I don't remember. I think, <laughs> I think our parents were more along. They never, they were never the overreact type. They were more the type that would mm. see something, discuss it amongst themselves and kind of plan how mm. they would, you know, either say something or not something. Yeah, I don't they, think they ever said anything. Yeah. No, no, I think maybe dad is... probably made some kind of comment. Hey, you know, those are, Cool. What would happen is, what was it when they, you know, when they would talk about it for sure is like we'd have dinner, you know, like six o'clock, seven o'clock as a family, which was nice. And then, and then it'd be like homework time or if you're done video games or watching sports or whatever. And then when it was like closer to bedtime for us, like 10, they would go downstairs and watch TV for an hour, right? Like they'd watch like, I don't know, Letterman or, or Seinfeld or whatever was on, some, or something dad had taped. But then that's, you know, that's when they would talk about that kind of shit, I think, like end <laughs> of the day. And then, cause then, cause I remember sometimes I'd come downstairs. And they wouldn't be talking. That's when you know someone's been talking about you is when you walk into the room and they stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for sure. There were many oh. late night conversations between mom and dad about your Baywatch posters. How, how did we get to that? I don't even know how we got to that. How did we get to okay, talk so, about no, my I, room? Because I, I, I was talking about the room that you're in. Because you're okay. saying that mom's yes, upset right. that there's no llama poster behind you anymore. Mm. And I was saying that Very since upset. you have a pennant, yeah. it looks like a teenage bedroom. And then I okay. went into the, I wanted to, every, every episode we have to share new childhood details. Like that's basically okay. like a whole map is being revealed. So anyways, you saw mom and dad on Friday. She did not mention the pennant though. She mentioned the cross okay, no and that's it. No. Okay. She only talked yeah, about the cross. Behind I was you, like, yeah. okay. Tiny cross. So, yeah. so we saw them on Friday and, and had dinner and stuff like that. So we had Chinese food. Okay. Obviously an old time classic with our parents. We've yeah, had Chinese yeah, food with them for years. We had our own classic spot that is now gone in Toronto. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it was a more of a local place. Now, we ordered so much food and Chinese food's always like this. When you order Chinese food, it looks like you haven't ordered enough. Okay. And mm -hmm. you're like, wait, what is this? Like this won't feed yeah. five or six people. No, but when, yeah. but when you get down to eating it, there's always leftovers, no matter what, because yeah. people, yeah. I don't know. Yes. You just can't eat that much. So anyways, yeah. so we got a ton and I'm talking maybe the most I've ever ordered. Um, there's the, the, the order price has never been that much for Chinese food. I, I know inflation is a thing, but like we mm -hmm. ordered a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it, so that meant that it came with like 14 or 15 fortune cookies. And <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of fortune cookies. Yeah. But I, the next day when I see them, there's this thing. It's almost like a pack opening. I have to open mm -hmm. them just to mm -hmm. see what the hell it says in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I opened the first one and it was written. So wait, you're, you, you order, you open fortune cookies that aren't yours like you open yours and eat it and but then there's like 14 of them we weren't 14 you just, people so we you're like just open people. random fortune isn't that like really bad well you know, this is where i'm up? getting here this is what i need oh. to know and i don't know what's going on here but 
this is where I need the community to, to help us out with this because I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But okay. we get these Chinese uh, Chinese food with fortune cookies. These ones here. Mm. Okay. The mm. classic ones. Like if, oh, if, wow. you can, if you're prop. watching the stream right now, these you are the prop today. Yeah. These are the real ones. Like these are the ones yeah. that come all the time. So the yeah. first one had a fortune that said, you know, like big things coming or like you will get lucky soon or some nonsense like that. The yeah. Usual. Yeah. Generic. Said, super right, generic. Cool. Yeah. Threw it out. I'm like, all right, I'm still hungry. I'm going to open like two or three more of these. It's like eating cookies, right? So I open them, and the second one does not have a fortune in it. Like, there's nothing inside. And, like, Curse. right away. You've been cursed. No, but I don't want to read about it if that's the case. So I didn't even look it up. Like, is that a thing? Right. Yeah. So what does that mean when you don't get a, a fortune inside the cookie? Well. Does that, does that mean something? Like, is it, I, I mean, me, I'm sure when I think you, something's bad, I don't look it up. it up. I don't look it up because I don't want to know. Like, if it says you, something's going to happen bad to you in the next few days, I, I don't want to know. My, mine is usually, like, I, I mean technically it's just that the, there wasn't one in there and it's like a factory problem but okay no it says here after reading the fortune you must not tell anyone your fortune and then eat your fortune cookie cookie and put paper on fire for it to come true what and then if there is no fortune in a fortune cookie it is a sign that something good will happen to you because wow. a fortune cookie fairy owes you one fortune. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the deal. Okay. So I was not happy with this. I thought it was something terrible. Okay. So I, yeah. I, I ate the cookie and I kept going. I said, I can't end it mm -hmm. like this. I've, I've got to. Yeah. And I never play those. I don't play the lotto much. I also mm -hmm. never use those numbers for lotto. That's some BS. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, when they tell you to make a wish before you blow out your cake or whatever, mm -hmm. your candles, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever made a wish after the first few didn't come true. So that was also false. But anyways, mm -hmm. so I opened the next fortune cookie. And it's also empty. I'm like, dude, what is going on here? Like, is this like, are they counterfeit fortune cookies? Like, did this place like just buy their own, throw them in random wrappers? <laughs> and then okay. there's no, yeah, there's no actual. Yeah. So, message. Yeah, so this okay. was a few days ago. That was Friday. So now today I came oh. home and I'm like, I need a quick snack. So I take like two or three of them. I rip them open and none of them have any fortunes inside. So I just want to prove it to you. I'm going to open this right now and show you. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's Again, see. Yeah, yeah. This is hold it up. Be... Hold it up. Now hold it dude, up. But you can't open these, it out of camera. These yeah. have to be counterfeit. Okay. I don't know if anyone can attack. I like this. that a counterfeit cookie is one that has no message inside. I well, like that that's the counterfeit part. That that's the part that they skimmed on was the actual the actual paper. I'm gonna make a mess here, but watch. <laughs> There's nothing inside. <laughs> what? A, no, you gotta you gotta take right. that back, man. Well, now you gotta get on. your money back. Here's for contest. I got one more here. Ready? So what are these first mint snacks, man? Let's get some first mint fortune cookies going. Here we go. Watch this. Ready? Okay. Right? Here we go. Absolutely nothing inside. What a Again. disgrace! That's it's disgusting. Awful, man. So, but the first one had one. So the first one must have been the last of the real ones. Wait, what did it? You don't remember what it said? It was some generic. Something like you're going to get very lucky, or some nonsense like that. <laughs> nothing happened on the weekend in terms of lucky stuff like that. But um, <laughs> no, like no lucky April Fools. Oh, but that's the other thing, though, is that was like the day before April Fool's. And I was but anyways, the bottom line is in my entire life of eating Chinese food, this has never happened. I've never had empty, not let alone one. I've never had like a whole row of empty ones. And they gave us like 14 or 15. So I decided yeah. to open all of them. They're all empty except the first yeah. one. So, yeah. um, like, do you think they banned them? Maybe because like they were saying things Wait, that you're not supposed to say in today's. I, I don't know. But you Phil, know, what's like, what's the know. part about mom and dad? Oh, they were just there. I don't. I don't think. Oh, they that's just. I thought there was like no, some no, 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 no. Or something. The reason Chinese me. food was ordered is because they were there. But now my issue is the oh. last four days of eating these things. They're all empty, and I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I don't think I would ever eat these because they're empty. You know, mm -hmm. that's. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's counterfeit. I really do. No, I think, I think when it's an issue. when it's empty, you realize how terrible those cookies actually are. <laughs> 
That's like true. <laughs> honestly, <that's, laughs> that it's like how how what think about how long it's been in that wrapper. You know what I mean? Like that is some that is literally just sugar with preservatives on it. Like there's like literally oh, it's not made of anything else. You're it's right. It's disgusting. But it's fun when there's a little message inside. It's hilarious and it's fun and it gives you like some lottery ticket numbers and all that kind of shit and gives you some kind of dark yeah, message like or whatever it is. No. But when it's just the cookie, it's like like even right you're going through this right now. It's like why why would you awful. eat this? No, what is the awful. point of eating this, man? That makes no sense. So now that you said preservatives, I'm like these things are out of here. Just like when I, I like prime, <laughs> the drink, I like the drink prime until I read about it. I'm like and they're yeah. like it is loaded with so many preservatives that your kids should probably mm -hmm. never drink this. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. You know what? You mm -hmm. screwed me over now. I'm not drinking this anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, hey, I, I, you know, I, I actually have my own story that's not NFT Ooh. related, sports related. <laughs> I could share with you. It has to do with food. It's not very exciting, but I'm just trying to think of funny stories to tell you. And it happened last night. And I went over to a buddy's house, Tom, too. And he was like, he's this British guy lives near me. And he's like, hey, I'm, I've got uh, potato salad and ribs tonight. You guys should come over. All right, his lady's out of town for a couple weeks, so we went over there, you know, kind of keep him company. And um, last time we went, he made us like some kind of fantastic like short rib or something like that. And this time he's like, "Hey, I've got ribs in the sous vide. Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to put them on the barbecue when you guys get there." We're super excited, and we get there, and he's like, "These have been cooking for like 24 hours. We're sitting around having a beer, having a having a Corona, his choice, and you know, talking about our day and." He's like, I'm going to get the barbecue on and put these ribs on. And he goes and puts them on the barbecue just to, like, and they're done. Like they're cooked. Right. And he's just going to like crisp them up. Right. So he comes back in and we're chatting, we're chatting and we're chatting. And then I realized that like 15 minutes have gone by <laughs> and I'm wondering in my head, I'm like, I wonder if those ribs are going to be ready soon. And he goes, he's like, I should go check on the ribs. <laughs> comes back inside like 10 seconds later. He's like, we're not eating ribs. The ribs are on fire. <laughs> and I go outside and it's like one half of the barbecue is literally just like a bonfire. And the ribs are like just like a flaming mess. And he's oh. just staring at it. And I'm like, no, man. Tom, I'm like, get them off the like the other half of the barbecue isn't That's even dangerous. on. I'm like, I'm like, get them off the flame, like get move them or something. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think they're done. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like it's it, maybe it's not over. And all he has are these like sad little plastic tongs. You know what I mean? Like little salad. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have yeah. like good yeah. barbecue ones. You need the good barbecue. You like, need those. Steel. Yes. You need like the real tools, like real man's barbecue kind of thing. So, no. so, so I grab his tiny little plastic thing. So this is like dangerous for me at this point. And I just yank them off like, and they're stuck to the grill. And I turn them over and they are like, literally I turn it over and it's like black. It's like, you know, when you see like oh. a car that's been in like an accident, that's been like burned it's for just hours. Charred. It's just yeah. crisp. It's just, it's literally just charcoal. Like that's what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Um, Oh. and then we're like well I'm, but at the same time i'm like i'm fucking starving and i live in like a small town man like don't forget and it's sunday night and like everything in this town like if you haven't ordered your takeout food at like six o'clock you're done like there's nothing's open anymore right so um so i'm like no this is like we have to eat like there's nowhere else we can eat other than we go to like mcdonald's which is like i, I don't want to do so what we ended up doing though is i realized that like it was only really the skin that had burnt because of like the sugary barbecue sauce. Yeah. So what we yeah. ended up doing is like eating, uh, we ate them. And what we would do is like take a few ribs, 
put them in your plate and then like peel off all the because you can't if you eat the charred stuff like it's terrible for you like it's really really bad to, to eat that is it i didn't know that yes yes don't eat it. too much of it a little bit it's crispy and tasty sure whatever but like if something's like badly burnt like that like if you burn your toast like cut off the burnt part like it's really it's bad i didn't know that much of it. it's bad for you to eat too much of it a little bit of charcoal is good uh for like your system but too much of it is, is very bad uh because you're because you're eating like like burnt carbon basically so it's or something like that it's oh, it's, it's bad so we're like we can't eat so what we did it was kind of like eating crab so we kind of like picked apart these ribs like took off all the burnt parts and then dunked them in a sauce and <laughs> ate them with like the potato salad that was like a giant vat from like the you know simple grocery store like it wasn't homemade potato salad just like a normal like big tub so it was uh it was quite the feast of champions is what i'll say wow. <laughs> burnt rib, you know, burnt ribs, ribs do that tub, lot, tub of potato salad they catch on fire very <laughs> yes you have to be very really careful do. man well, yeah and they're sauce, not ruined. right yeah but that like that oily kind of sugary sauce yeah. like that yeah can catch fire very easily and will drip down onto the flames and the flame will come back up and kind of light everything especially if you get same thing if you have like a nice right. like if you get like a, a a sausage from the butcher that's been like nicely packed as soon as it splits and the oils come out then it catches fire because the flame just eats that up, right? So you be very careful with your mm -hmm. with your with your meat on the grill. Yeah. Well, at least you got your ribs, man. I would have been pretty disappointed if if the ribs were. There's no other options. Salad. I had to eat. Yeah. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no. He was like, they're done. I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, we can save. No, no. I don't give up, man. I'm like, we can save these. Like, if I still see a little bit of red, like we can, we can, we can eat these. You know, see a I'm little like bit of brown too, on there. I was like, we're, we're we there's still something here. There's there's enough for the three of us. So. so <laughs> I um, just didn't know that you can't eat that part now. Now you've got me all worried about that. I'm always eating that part. It's so too late now, man. You'll I don't have a third like arm or something coming out. Like, <laughs> I don't right? think that that's, I don't think that's what would happen. I think but I do you regularly nipple, burn but... things and eat them? What do you mean? <laughs> do you, no, but I won't say oil no, stuff. First of all, I don't like stuff burned, but I'll never okay. be like, yeah, it's, it's ruined because it's a little charred. Like, who cares? Yeah. Right. I actually enjoyed that part on like ribs and stuff. So I didn't know. I'm sure. You know what though? You know what we said though is that there's probably no a little bit burnt is fine. Like that's not a big deal. But like the like an entire one side of the entire thing was black, like thick yeah. black. So it's oh, like you wow. shouldn't. That's kind of gross to eat anyways. And but what we did say though is that there's probably somewhere. I'm going to point out the American South is like the 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 cradle of barbecue. That there's that that is like a dish, like super burnt ribs. Is I'm sure there's somewhere where that exists where people are like come to this restaurant. We've got the best burnt ribs in town. I'm sure you, that you somebody does that as like a special for that. Meal. I can guarantee that it. I can guarantee you that it is not. <laughs> there's no way, man. Some somebody is every not. time we have these kinds of discussions on the show. There's always one or two people who write in very with very specific knowledge about these things that are like yes. I'm I'm hoping that somebody is going to write in from like Nashville or somewhere and be like yes. There is one place that does ribs also okay here, here's a bigger yeah, question is what is the best state or town in the u.s to get barbecue that's i'm sure that that's a very controversial question yeah that, that would go on for their, that would go their on place has ever. the best barbecue so yes. i'm looking for an objective answer it can't be a place that you're from it has right. to be like three states over at least that you think has the best barbecue it can't be i, ha can't be I have to place. say uh, i didn't you know i go on an nfl draft trip with all my buddies in the u.s every year we go every year to do our draft and we pick one city for those of them i've talked about this many times we pick one city in the u.s where there's a baseball game in august we go watch the mm -hmm. baseball game on friday we do our draft awesome. on saturday for the nfl it's a group of guys from all over the u.s i'm the only canadian we meet up we're good friends wow and uh it's a great trip and yeah. You know, we went to Pittsburgh one year and we went to the restaurant and one of the guys ordered like bone marrow. I was like, what? Like, excuse me? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that means. Like, mm -hmm. what? And then they brought out these gigantic bones. 
and they brought out some bread and he was like digging out like the cartilage or whatever the hell that is like between the bones and eating it. I'm like, dude, I don't understand what's going on right now. Like, and he's like, yeah, it's a delicacy. It's not, yeah. I don't get it. I don't not know, a Canadian I thing. That's For not something, me, that's something, something though. If you told me this on the show, just like, yeah. you're right. You're right about the burned food mm-hmm. or the charred mm-hmm. food. It's like mm-hmm. someone out there loves this and someone out there treats that like as a delicacy. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, I didn't. This bone marrow thing was the first time I ever saw this. And every time I see bones in like my steak, I'm like, "Is there stuff to like dig out of there that I'm supposed to be eating or what?" Well, bone broth is good for you, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if you guys have like a slow cooker, but if you have, if you get like yeah. a chicken even from the grocery yeah, yeah. store or something like that, you will save the bones and That's then right. put them with some veggies into like a slow cooker for 24 hours, and then and like with water, and then save the water, like which becomes bone broth kind of thing. So that's that's really really good for you. Right, that has like tons of vitamins and a lot of stuff that you need, but um, that's very different than actual like a give me like bone marrow. (laughs) A little bit different. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. And we're we're already talking like tastes that are way beyond. I think like the the average NFT collector's palate. (laughs) I don't know. know. Some pretty fancy people in the space. It's true. As I will say, especially in first mint, especially like people like Doctor Lumpia, who is always like literally. Then Andrew, yeah, and posting the most like fine dining kind of cuisine. So I will say there are there are some fans. There's a mix. There's a mix. I think there's people that like literally like drink Monster Energy drink for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then there's people that like do not eat unless it costs five hundred dollars kind of thing. I think there's like a. I think that's what's fun about like being in the space, being in crypto, is that you you end up with like every walk of life in terms of, um, what would you call that? Uh, <laughs> uh, tastes. Let's put it that way. Well, you you uh, also and, have, but in between there, LG, we have to give another shout out. I think feel like we give him a shout out every podcast. You have to give a shout out to our friend Chandler because you've got all these fancy dishes being posted in that in our Discord. But Chandler will always post his like, man. I think Chandler's in Arkansas. That chicken sandwich he posted was one of the most outrageous things I've seen in my entire life. The bun was a regular hamburger bun, and the patty, like the chicken patty was like the size of a cat. Like, it was gigantic. And I'm like, what is that thing doing in that tiny little bun? That is the wildest sandwich I've ever seen. But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of different tastes. And, and it's kind of cool to see people. Yeah. Uh, people coming from all different walks of life. And I'm, I'm that monster energy drink. I don't need that kind of energy. But I love no. monster sometimes when I'm just like, man, I don't know. Really? Yeah, long distance driving for me is is something I, mm. don't, I mm-hmm. do not enjoy at all. I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like... You know, just just for me, it does a lot more than coffee does. Let's put it that way. I love coffee mm-hmm. and I drink coffee all the time. But coffee for me also puts me to sleep sometimes. Like I could have a coffee mm-hmm. at 8 or 9 p.m. And mm-hmm. I'll sleep just fine. No problem. Oh, I'm so right? jealous, man. I'm so jealous. If but, I have coffee. It's so weird, right? Like, like too late. Like anytime after 2 o'clock, I am up for hours, man. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I even like, I can't even have sugar after like five o'clock, like in terms really? of like processed wow. sugar. Like, so I, my mornings are pretty epic, man. I have like two cups of coffee and like a bunch of cookies and shit. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I have a sweet tooth and I need to eat like before noon to get it all out of the way. <laughs> so then wow. I can have like a heavy, like carb dinner and then pass out. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's my root. That's what I've learned wow. after like many years of trying to figure out why I can't sleep very well. That's what I figured out is that it's like wow. maybe stop like going for a fucking milkshake at like nine o'clock at night. Maybe that's maybe that's a big problem, you know. So, Makes sense. Um, hey, Phil D, did you uh, did you catch WrestleMania? I do. I want to chat. I want to chat WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I want to talk some sports stuff. And then and then I have a lot to say as well, just for a little agenda about uh, MLB, Sower and Candy and then and then Top Shot and Sower NBA. I have a lot. Of, I, have, I have quite a few things to say about that. But let's talk WrestleMania. Did you watch it at all? Did you catch any of that? I only watched a bit for me. April, May, especially April is like the prime sports month. 
Um, I, we say that five times a year. We say that when mm-hmm. October hits. We say that when November, December, March Madness, all that. But April mm-hmm. is when baseball, hockey, basketball, yeah. um, golf, they all collide. Okay. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. There is so much going on. And, you know, I have to say this in relation to the NFT space. If, if one thing I got out of this space um, that is kind of unusual from all the others is my love for MotoGP. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not a sport I ever followed. I always saw it and thought it was stupid. And we mm-hmm. bought those NFTs. So I'm like, you know what? That year we bought those NFTs, which was at the you know top shots high. We were buying everything at that time. I decided to watch the, the circuit, right? Just for one season. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I love it more than F1 now. I find it more exciting. I find it with storylines even better. Um, but anyways, I, I, I still watch it now three or four years later, which is awesome. Or mm-hmm. two years later, whatever we're at. I love it. Um, did you did you watch WrestleMania? But, but WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania kind of was hard to fit it in just because of the mm-hmm. amount of sports. Right? It was a two night mm-hmm. affair. It was at eight mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern both nights. Yeah, two nights, That's um, so much. I was busy both nights watching mm-hmm. other things. Like there was a Leafs game going on. It's so I had it on. I was kind of flipping back and forth. But mm-hmm. for me, it's just you know I, when I lost the interest when I was younger, which I think was kind of right after high school, where for me it really changed. Like it really changed. It's not what it used to be. Um, no, but so I did catch parts of it, but I will say this, like their fan base is insane. It's, it's still insane. Like I'm looking at these fans at SoFi, which is a huge stadium. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, is it really that popular where these people are losing it to absolutely everything to the point where Massive. they came out for two nights? Like, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I saw parts of it. I just miss all the old characters. I just, mm-hmm. just like movies, LG, it, you know, wrestling characters are not what they used to be. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about this last week, like Mighty Ducks. They don't make movies like that anymore. They just mm-hmm. don't. You know, these classics. It's different stories. too. It's, but it's but it's different too. I think like things, different things work for different generations, and they don't mm-hmm. keep working for the next generation. Like I don't know if you could have kept. Like they kept trying to make other Mighty Ducks stuff, and it didn't sell as well. Yeah, so I think no, they stopped. Doesn't... You know, and honestly, I think if you go back and watch Mighty Ducks now, there's probably tons of shit that's like super offside <laughs> that you can't. Like even the part where it's like Gordon Bombay gets a DUI, so he has to coach the team is like. <laughs> That's not like a fluffy move. That's like a like a really like that's like a they made like a was it Ben Affleck movie basketball movie like that recently that's like super dark and sad but then heroic at the end. It's not like a DUI back in the nineties was like that's hilarious. Now he has to coach a bunch of idiots. Like yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like a no, right. comical Disney movie, but that's it's just different now, right? Like things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and what for WWE too? It's like even though things have changed and we're, maybe we're not the demographic we've grown out of it. It's like their heyday is the attitude era which was which was when we were watching it right like there's it'll it it still is super super popular now they've grown into like more of like a big media platform more than anything um but in terms of it being like the best storylines the best stars i think inevitably like people are going to look at the attitude era and maybe the era right after that of like maybe kind of like the john cena bautista kind of times as like like post that also good but i think in recent years it's been really hard for them to to, to mm-hmm. transcend out of that. I think UFC honestly is, has kind of filled the gap as well, uh, where people really wanted to watch like actual fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that you've kind of seen that balance out. But Phil, today the big news right after WrestleMania is that, that. The, the WWE and UFC are, are combining to form a new company, right? Endeavor, which owns UFC, <sighs> is essentially like absorbing WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon's been trying to sell the company for a long time now. It's been no secret. There's a point like a couple months ago where uh, he people were saying he's going to sell it to to the Saudis, which didn't happen. Um, but WWE valued at nine point three billion, man. 
Like that's 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 more that's more than any NFL franchise. So what? Right? what I didn't like read the enormous. details, but what are the details? Like, is Vince still part of this thing, or is he selling his? Um, full, I don't full, think full so. Ownership. Like, Vince is pretty wow. friggin' old, so I think that that's why he's been looking at like an exit, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like I think they've been trying to like offload it before he passes away. Because I think he's in his like late seventies now. Like even in in the Attitude Era, feel like he was pretty old. <laughs> like he was pretty he was old, old and he was jacked. And he was actually yeah. My favorite that was kind of messed up. The whole thing was him. Yeah, was, yeah. We knew he was, was on something. A little weird, right? So, uh, but think about that. actually think about that for a second. What I just said that the mm-hmm. WWE is worth more than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's wild. Right. And I know it's an entire organization, but but still, it's still like it's still like in terms of how you think of it. Right. Like football is king. Right. Especially in North America, especially in the U.S. But to think that the WWE is worth more than the than than the most valuable NFL franchise tells you something about how much the WWE is worth. And the USC part of this deal of giving an evaluation is 12 billion. So three billion more than the WWE. How those are massive companies. How much are the WWE NFTs worth? Which ones? The ones on Candy or the ones from yeah. that other one, super random no, company that we bought last year? It wasn't super random. That was the WWE. It has to be. Moonsalt? Right? Moonsalt. Yeah, Moonsalt. Right? Or, WWE, or WWE, even better Moonsalt. for you, LG, what about those Undertaker ones we bought? Like, is there value there? Uh, you know what? Those? That's funny. It's funny you're bringing that up because there's been, there's actually, now that you mentioned it, there's been a lot of different WWE and FTs, right? So like mm-hmm. way, way back. And this yes. is exactly two years ago, Phil, because it was for WrestleMania yep. last time. That's right. It was, I think two years ago was the Undertaker's like last match ever, right? In 2021, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 2020 was like the end of Undertaker. He retired after that, right? Yeah. I think so they were honoring him with like something. Yeah. And you and I recorded a live show that we never published where you and I went to Bitsky, <laughs> which is still around, but Bitsky, which was like the platform that we minted first mint NFTs on later on. And they were doing like a limited edition Undertaker NFT mm-hmm. drop. And we bought them and they were like 200 bucks US a piece or something like that, like some obscene number. That was the first WWE thing. And then. Then a year ago, they launched WWE Moonsault, which was on Solana, I believe. And that was part of some other company that honestly, it, it, it was pretty messy. But I ended up getting like, a, do you remember this? I ended up getting a Mankind Legendary. Yes. I sold it for like a thousand bucks. And it's, oh, and I think it's still the highest ever sale on that platform. Like nobody uses the platform. Lucky me. Um, and before anybody says influencer, like they didn't know who I was. Like the, 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 my, me buying it wasn't tied to my identity in any way. I bought it with credit card. It was super random. Or I bought packs. Um, but then they also have Candy Digital, which to me is the closest to being like kind of legit. They had the free mint this weekend uh, on uh, Candy Digital, which was mm-hmm. cool. I guess just go and get a free mint. I did see that at WrestleMania. They had like a giant truck with QR codes for Candy telling people to scan the QR code and claim either Team Roman oh, or Team Cody. I, I didn't see that. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw that somewhere on yeah, Twitter. They were, they, saying that either. they were yeah. saying either, but like you broke the news and there was actually like a mini rumble either in our chat or in the Discord, but yeah. it was either Team Cody or Team Roman. Yeah, and that's what it said. Two. So people would yeah. just mint one of the two and be like, all right, I picked Roman. I've got and then mine. others would be yeah. like, uh, I picked Cody. And it was kind of yeah. like a, you know, show your allegiance, right? And then LG comes in and drops a massive bomb in the discord saying by the way you can mint both and i'm like oh man we just all like showed our allegiances here <laughs> we like better okay you can mint both Are, is that it's all it's not like it was the rock or stone cold it's not like some groundbreaking right. allegiance but those like, two are wow, pretty big right now though those two are pretty big yeah um, i know but it's not is that is that still open for mint for if anybody's listening yes, right now, yes you can still get it that? okay yeah so if you in go our to saturday Candy. newsletter com, there's the link yep. okay so if you go to candy.com you can actually mint two free wwe yes NFTs and you can 
I assume they'll close it soon. So and you up. can also mint an MLB opening day pin as well. So candy, I love listen, I love free NFTs. Like, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't necessarily bring in all these new people, I I think the idea of just having like, hey, come to the site, get a free NFT. I think that that long-term, even if you only do it sometimes, even if it doesn't bring in thousands of people, I think that does work. I do think that, because I track Candy's numbers, and technically when you were claiming the free NFT, it asks you to like buy it for $0. So in this week's like uh, like rankings, like user report, I didn't include Candy because their user, their buyer numbers like spiked like crazy. Like they're usually a couple hundred, like four or 500, but for this, it was like 9,000. So I think across WWE and Candy, they had probably around 9,000 different accounts claim one. So that's pretty good, man. Like that's in terms of getting people back to the site to get a free NFT, that's pretty decent. And and again, it's like, what do you do next is what matters, right? Like for me, like like now that they're on your site, they're going to maybe like most are going to mint and just forget about it. That's the Mm -hmm. truth. Yeah, but there's gotta be something to follow up. For me, if you minted one, you might you have to receive an email in the next week. Yeah, that sort of links you into another part of this. I don't know what, but for me, it's always been That's, easy to yeah. get people to mint for free. It's just what you yeah. do with them after. I do it all the time. I mint stuff for free all the time, and then I'm like, okay, see ya. Yeah. I don't know what this yeah. is for, but who cares? Yeah. It's that's I mean, that's an interesting point, right? Because I mean, Candy is also using it to like remarket to those people, right? Because today mm-hmm. they had two MLB drops, right? Um, and so and emails went out. Well, the first one sold out in seven minutes and the email came out at the eight minute mark. So any of those people who got a free candy NFT as their first NFT the other day uh, was like, oh, I'll buy a pack for 20 bucks and then got there and they're sold out, which is which is not bad, Phil. That's not a necessarily a bad thing. People always think that that's stupid. But don't forget, early days of Top Shot kind of made a lot of people want it more when they couldn't get one. So not the worst thing. Um, so I think that that's more so where their opportunity is, is to like remarket to those people, people, cause they, they then honestly have the most valuable part, which is their email. Right. So I think that that's kind of what they're looking for. Uh, I feel like we're about to move on from WrestleMania cause not much else to say, but before we do Phil, I have to show you this video, um, from, from WrestleMania that Tommy sports investor nine took. And I asked him to post it to Twitter so that we could share it. Um, and it's basically of like a Paul bear and undertaker impersonator, or impersonators at WrestleMania, uh, but there's a special surprise at the end. So I hope you, I hope you can see the screen for people that are just listening. Uh, you'll hear the audio, and I'll, I'll kind of describe it as, as it's happening. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Phil, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's not part of this. I didn't see the whole thing. Okay. Paul, someone dressed as Paul Bear walking down the stairs with the voice Undertaker too. behind them. Yes. The person is Paul Bear looks really good. The per- the Paul Bear person looks like very legit Paul Bear. It's kind of easy to be Paul Bear. Carrying an urn. Just outside WrestleMania, super random. But at the end, look at the Undertaker. The woman. This is like a sexy Undertaker. A crypto babe? <laughs> yeah. I'll describe. So Undertaker, like at first I was looking at this, I was like, wait, why is, why is Undertaker have like nice legs? It's like super weird. High heels. But basically, but basically, yeah, it's like high heels and kind of like these this tight spandex, long like black trench coat. Uh, but then <laughs> but clearly like the the, the I would say the, the figure of a woman, but then with like a drawn-on goatee. So uh, I love it. I, I was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I thought that was that's awesome. really good though. Is that from WrestleMania though? Like were these yes, that's like outside SoFi. Okay. That's outside SoFi. Yeah, everyone's wearing like that's WrestleMania creative. shirt. So that's really good, actually. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. And I also love the Paul Bear voice is also really hilarious. That's oh, also, on. one more thing. Hold on. This uh, 
this this is from uh, CNBC when Vince McMahon went on this morning to talk about the merger. And it's like people are people have been commenting. I saw Vince this. Is, I listen, saw Vince this. McMahon is old. I don't like it's late 70s now. So he's starting to look really old. And I think for most of us used to watch him on TV like 25 to 30 years ago. Like we're used to thinking he still looks like that. Where it's like, but now he has this weird little pencil mustache. So is he kind of looks like the is dad from the real? Adams family. It, well, I don't know if it's real, it but like he's trying to make it look like it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like, uh, what's his name? The Adams family dad. Yeah. That's uh, what I was thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, anyways, now little, before little, we move on from WrestleMania, yeah. LG, oh, I just have sure, yeah, really a quick story. Really quick okay. story. Yeah, and I want to know if you know this or not. Yeah. Uh, I think so. So we're we're four or five years apart. So you were my yeah. younger brother. So I don't think you were at the. We went to the same high school. But we were only there for I think a year at the same time. We were there for a year. A yeah. year. All right. I was at the end. You were there. Okay. So you wouldn't know this because this was around grade ten or grade eleven, grade twelve. So at lunchtime, they used to rent out, not rent out, they used to let you use. So our cafeteria, it's a small Catholic high school, had what? How many students? 200 students? 100 and something students? Well, that's 330, 330, whatever small, it was. Very small so place. So very yeah. small cafeteria where, where you eat lunch at cafeteria. Everybody eats at the same time. There's a big stage there for all the plays and, you know, the um you know like you know any sporting events or whatever it is like any sort of like you used to it's have like one room. big common room basically yeah. like there was like a gym and then there was a separate yeah. room so the theater like stage area and there's this theater stage and that's where you hold events when there was a mass that's where it'd be like that's there it was everything's kind of in the same it's a small it's very small high school so they used to say hey if you guys want to use it at lunchtime for like educational stuff just let us know and you can have the stage and speak to people about you know Man, recycling stuff like that you don't know this story you have to know this story <laughs> So oh, you, oh, you do yeah, yeah, go ahead. So oh, we, you're talking about your wrestling story, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So we rented it out. We were massive wrestling fans back then. Okay, this is like the Stone Cold era, the Vince McMahon, Mankind, you know, mm -hmm. Doink the Clown, all that. Mm -hmm. We rented out the stage, saying we were going to be discussing recyclable products. Blah blah blah. All right. But there's a group of about twenty of us. I was one of the two leaders in this. Mom and Dad. I don't know if you guys know this story, but it doesn't matter at this point. Um, unless you want to ground me. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you're talking to them. That they don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you, if you guys want to come ground me like 20 years later. Yeah, Phil's going to get grounded um, after this. That's what's going to so, happen. So, yeah, no allowance. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you, can't buy any more, you can't buy any more posters. So I said, can it's we have happen. the stage for whatever date? Yeah, sure. So we planned the Who'd you biggest, ask? Like the 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 direction? Like yeah, the, yeah. The just went into the head Lennon, office there, the school admin, whatever, and said, yeah. listen, yeah, I want to yeah. sign out the stage. We're going to do an educational thing for all the people in the cafeteria while they're eating lunch. So we want an hour. Okay, we get an hour. And as you know, in the cafeteria, there are no teachers. It is all these kind of lunchtime people that are just watching kids, making sure there's no food fights, or there's no, you know, fooling around. Nobody's doing crazy stuff. It's not really teachers for the most part. So we rented the stage and we organized like the biggest wrestling event ever. So we had about 20 people. Everyone was a designated wrestler. Like Vince McMahon was a small guy in a full suit. Okay. He was going to take a chair shot from Mankind. And then Mankind was going to give him Socko in his throat with a real everybody sock. Was so everybody's dressed up. So everyone backstage is yeah. kind of gathering and getting dressed yeah. up. And yeah. we've got someone actually in the in the technical room running the music. For each wrestler, there's going to be music. So I had to be someone. I couldn't just be the person organizing no. this. But with, no. With yeah, ladders yeah. and everything. Chairs, ladders, yeah. everything. This was going to be the spectacle of the century. And the show started. I decided to kick off the show. And I don't know if you remember this character, but there was a character called Val Venus. Of course. Okay, so Toronto. Val Venus was kind of the character he played. He was from Toronto. The character mm -hmm. he played was like 
I guess, a porn star is what he was supposed to be mm-hmm. in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Every time he came to the ring and his music came on, which just sounded like some crazy sensual mm-hmm. music, um, mm-hmm. he would come out in a tiny little towel, all drenched in like water, and he would whip the towel off like he's got nothing under, but he's got his little tiny, you know, little bikini yeah, thing. His little speedo on, right? or whatever. Little yeah. speedo. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be Val Venus. So sure enough, the Val Venus music plays. Okay, you have all these unsuspecting people in the cafeteria. The curtain whips open, right? I come out in just a towel, drenched in water, way too much water actually put. And the show went on. And it went on for a good 30 minutes. We were allowed to go on. And we're talking real chair shots. Like people were hitting each other with chairs. There was a referee. Someone jumped off a ladder. There was, It was pure pandemonium. And then sure enough, got the call to the office. Like, I think it was like Mm -hmm. the next day. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And the rest I'm not going to discuss. It's just, it's history. But it was, it was an event that we'll never forget. And the fans lost it. Like the the students in the cafeteria. Who are the fans? Who was watching? They became. Who's actually, who's actually, who actually sat around during their harder and lunch break in high school to watch that? Oh man. I'll tell you right now. They went bonkers. So, um, (laughs) you know, it's one of those where it's like, you can do bad things at school. Like there's kids that will choose to do drugs and bring weapons and, and fight mm-hmm. teachers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's this kind of stuff, right? That was more my vibe. If I was going to get in trouble for stuff, it was stuff like mm-hmm. this. It was more mm-hmm. prankster type stuff. Never any mm-hmm. really bad stuff. But but every time WrestleMania comes around and, and a reason for people to have eyes on wrestling, that mm-hmm. comes up in our friends chat or on Facebook or wherever I keep in touch with <laughs> high school friends. Do you yeah. remember that event? Well, of course I remember that event. I was mm-hmm. one of the organizers. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe it went on for that long. Like, I don't know if the mm-hmm. lunchroom people thought, like, oh, they got the stage to do this today. Cool. Let it go mm-hmm. on. <laughs> We're done. Mm-hmm. And now thinking back, imagine chair shots in today's day and age, right? Like, giving someone else a full <laughs> chair shot. Well, first of all, I feel like I feel like that kind of stuff is, like, forget doing that in high school anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everything – I feel, and, again, you, you've you got kids that were in high school – or are in high school and were recently mm-hmm. in high school. So that's – you know more than I do. But I feel like that kind of stuff is, like, gone now. There's no – there's no like, you're not allowed to do any kind of shit no, like that anymore. Not at all. Especially you whipping off a towel to show a Speedo or something like that. Like, I feel like yeah, that's done. That's... Like, like, every single parent is going to get a letter – if that happens today, you know what I mean? Or like if there's some kind of chair shot, there was also, there was a fight club at our school. I don't know if you were around for that, yeah. but at once I came like after school, I was like playing football or something. And then I went like the curtain to that stage was closed. So you couldn't see it from the cafeteria. And I just went around back. I was, I was trying to find something or I don't know what I was doing. And a couple guys were fighting. Like it was like, it was an actual fight club and like, they were actually the punching each other. No, no, no. Like oh, okay. a group of like six dudes audience? and two of them were standing yeah. there in the middle and they're, fucking punching each other in the face <laughs> like were we just like more messed up than today's generation like is everybody like too safe now no there's actually more up stuff up? that goes on now but not that okay. kind of stuff okay. it's it's a no, it's different well, whatever, yeah. vibe right yeah. so but man. no that was that was good times man we were allowed to do that like that was Dude, we had some like twisted movies man like remember like the, especially for i don't know for guys too but for girls too like remember movies like the craft and oh, yeah. like all this, you know what I mean? That's like these high school girls, and they're all it's gonna like commit witchcraft yeah. and like kill people and shit. Like that's messed up. Like you can even put Blair Witch and stuff kids. like that had like a cult following and they drove people insane. At like even Scream, yeah. to be honest with you, like Scream, yes, had people at Halloween like thinking about doing the craziest things. And yes. Like, and yes. acting like killers and showing up out of nowhere with stupid mask on, right? Yeah, you know what? So you know what? I think that now, now we still have that. Now it's just way more direct. Like people, like you know, like TikTok Tide Pod challenge, where kids are eating Tide Pods and oh, shit yeah. like that. That's like, dumb. like, but I'm saying is that that kind of I think like the media is still influencing kids now. It's just way more direct, so it's a lot easier to blame versus like 
everybody saw Scream, and then six months later, people are trying to reenact it, kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit different. But I'm just saying, there there we were fucking weird in the '90s too, man. Are they kids are weird now, and and, and kids were weird back then as well. Uh, Phil, uh, let's, let's change topics. Who, who do you have tonight, in NCAA? Because we're still people will probably be listening to this once the game is done. Uh, we're still about four hours out from from tip off. Who do you uh, who do you have today? And who did what did you think of the games on the weekend? I mean, it was a crazy finish in the San Diego State game. I, mean, you can't I couldn't ask believe that, that right? I, I thought they were done for sure. Florida like, Atlantic I, I was, no was too bad. Like, for me, that was yeah. a Cinderella. They were still going. Mm-hmm. I did ask our dad, just to follow up to the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dad, I know you listen to that podcast. So, like, what's the answer? Like, which team are you supporting? Mm-hmm. There's no weird names. Because he likes Owl. the weird teams. Yeah, Owl's that always wants weird. the weird teams, yeah. And he straight up gave me, like, a, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever i'm just following i feel this. like a lot of people like the thing with the thing that's both good and bad about march madness is that it's like those first couple days are so insane that it's super fun right because even like even when like the purdue loses you don't even have time to think about it because that team's playing less than 48 hours later and there's so many other games on and so many upsets and so many yeah, that's just it you go game fun. to game to game to game there's no time to think of this that's so fun but then but then but then but then it dies significant i'm sure the interest dies significantly just like everything else like in mm-hmm. the four days, three, four days in between that, like the end yeah. of uh, the round of 32 and the start of the sweet, sweet 16, like I, there's a huge drop off. And then even even I was guilty of that on Saturday. I was like, oh, that's right. Like the games are on today. Like I completely forgot. And I only caught like the second half there, uh, of there, the San Diego game. not right? one person that I spoke to today is like, yo, you're watching the game tonight. Like who's winning? There's, there's no, just, that's just the nature of sports. It's also like that in NBA and NHL sometimes. The early yes. rounds provide all sorts of chaos. Everyone's watching yes. every night because it's on every night. But once you get to the finals, it's on every other night. It's it's yeah. no longer prestige the way it was earlier on in terms of like mm-hmm. people like chaos. They like that there's four games in one night. You're going to be watching the Lakers and you're going to be watching the Warriors after. You're going to be mm-hmm. watching the Celtics all on the same night. Um, you know, people just love that. But when it comes down to just it's kind of like fatigue too. The World Cup is the exact same, right? Mm-hmm. World Cup, amazing chaos in the in the group stage. There's four games yeah. a day. Then it comes yeah. down to like the knockout rounds where it's one game per day. And it's just like, you know what? Mm. It's not the priority anymore. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. a full day event. Um, well, I think also yeah. like with brackets too, right? It's like literally on the first day, everybody's brackets were like destroyed when like Arizona yeah. lost. This year didn't help for that. Like this year was really <laughs> No, bad. yeah. It's yeah. like we were destroyed yeah. immediately. So I think that that changes. But also like there's there's peak interest at the start of things. So I think that that's normal. And also more people have, have skin in the game, right? When there's 64 teams in, people have more personal allegiances sure. right to and and there's still a lot of like you know when alabama is still in it there's more interest because they have a lot of fans but it's like by the time they're out like how many fans of freaking do the san diego state aztecs have like not well, a lot uconn funny, has a lot funny not, you not say that because they showed the end of the game at the san diego padres game on the jumbotron like they oh, showed yeah. the last yeah. possession or whatnot i saw that and yeah. when they scored that bucket the fans went bonkers but i'm like hold on are they actually fans or are they just because it's San Diego, they're going to support just like we would for Toronto. We'd go crazy if it was like, whatever. Right. But are they lifetime fans? I don't think so. I don't think San Diego state lifetime fans is a thing. I don't think anyone in San Diego ever talks about San Diego state or the Aztecs. Right. Um, not like they would like Yukon, like Yukon. Well, I can't imagine it's like the top game in town. Right. Especially the Padres, you know, as one of the world series favorites Mm -hmm. this year, a lot of stars in town, Um, I mean, they did just lose an NFL team. So, you know, maybe maybe a bit more space for San- I mean, it'll be a big deal now. They'll be a big deal for a couple of years. Right. Having gone this far. So maybe that'll raise a profile. Maybe they'll have more recruiting. So maybe it'll make it more of a thing. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I can't imagine that San Diego State is like top, top, top billing in San Diego. But but open to be proven wrong here. Maybe the San Diego we'll can write into us and, and let us know if, if San Diego well, State was on the radar. You're, but you're, you're right, UConn. Yeah, that's the UConn thing. is, is you know, has you know yeah. has history too, right? Like think of like especially in the last like twenty five years or whatever it is that they've oh, won like sure. what three titles, four titles, whatever oh, it is. Like right? when so Campbell was like, there and guys like that, like they have yeah, some, exactly some, some guys yeah. who became stars in the NBA. But yeah, actual know, prominent players. It's you also like, yeah. won't find LG a single person taking San Diego State tonight. They're 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 no, big underdogs. It's a great. It's a and, great bet. Yeah. And 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 UConn actually, to be honest with you, has dominated everyone they've played since the start of January. If you go oh, back and look, and they did it kind of under the radar. You didn't hear about yeah. UConn when UConn even came up in the bracket. I'm like, I watch a ton of college basketball. I don't, I don't remember seeing UConn games at all. No, and I don't remember yeah. them doing anything. But they have, they've not just been beating teams since the start of January. Mm -hmm. They've been winning their games by like an average of 20 points, and they actually did that in this tournament as well. They've been beating mm -hmm. everyone by 20 points, so mm -hmm. they look unbeatable. They look like an NBA team at times. Mm -hmm. But you know, just like in every other sport, when 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 everyone is on the same thing. And, and because it's a final, and San Diego State has actually pulled off the impossible many times in this tournament, mm -hmm. anything can happen. Now, personally, I think UConn wins. I really do. Um, it's I hard to bet against that. Like, it's hard, it's hard, right? it's hard yeah. to bet against that. But I think, literally, it was on last week's podcast, we were talking about how, you know, the whole, like, do we live in a simulation where, like, the impossible seems to happen mm -hmm. often now in sports, right? So something like this, to me, like, that's ripe for that theory of, like, okay, like True. you said, the Huskies have been crushing everybody, even in this tournament. Like mm -hmm. the start of the Miami game, they literally hit like three three pointers right away. It was over, and they were up by they up by nine, and it was it was it, it was, was like immediately over. <laughs> like within That's two right. minutes, the game was over. Um, and you know, it's it's there's there's tonight is ripe for that idea of like, hey, the maybe. totally impossible happens, right? So maybe we don't yeah, know, course, yeah. but maybe no, of course, no, I'm, I, of course, and then and then if the Huskies win. I'll never think about that again, right? But, but Miami um, for me was disappointing because you know I thought they had looked good and they had looked good all season. Actually, I, I that's a team I followed a lot. But the issue with Miami and, and the coach they have, Jim Laranega, is that they look like they were almost just too, like they look like a team playing with house money. They look like they didn't expect to be there. They look like they were having a little too much fun in terms of like you know what we made it and we don't care what's going to happen from here from here on yeah. in, which is an yeah. okay mentality, but. To win a national championship, you have to have like a killer instinct, right? You can't yes. just be happy to be there. That's not going to work. No. Um, at some point, you've got to kick in that extra gear. Okay, you know what? We are playing with house money. We weren't supposed to be here. Nobody picked us. But mm -hmm. now it's time to really turn this up. But they didn't. They never adapted that mentality. They just continued on with like, man, we are having such a great time. Our practices are so upbeat. You know, we yep. love this. We're dancing in the dressing room after in the locker room. But for me, yeah. that's not killer instinct, right? So they, they they were disposed of. They weren't even in that game at any point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a little mm -hmm. disappointing. I thought that game would be closer, to be honest with you. But you know, hey, the, what are. I will say about tonight is that I don't, I don't like San Diego State is not the worst bet though, and obviously Huskies are probably a better team. But it's like the last, like San Diego State has won their last two games by a point, by a fucking mm -hmm. point. And that game against FAU, like like literally you're watching it the last like five minutes you're like okay well FAU keeps pulling away by five six one more made basket they get like like literally they had so many like absolute right. dagger shots that missed that was like they hit that the game is they literally did. over Even that layup and, at the end there like seriously yeah That's and San Diego State like literally <laughs> won it at the last second they hadn't they hadn't been leading in the game since like the second quarter the guy who hit it hadn't hit a bucket all second all second <laughs> half so and and like you know, they beat Alabama, 
right? They, I mean, they destroyed Furman before that. They beat Creighton by one point. Like it's what I'm saying is that winning points, winning games by one point and scraping by and coming back. It's like, I think maybe what that does to the locker room is that anything is possible. Right. And that oh, even, exactly. you know, if you're getting a second half and it's a tight game, like there's one team in there that has been conditioned to come back and to stay in the game in their last couple of games and to defeat teams that should by all rights beat them. And that's San Diego state. Well, that's Whereas like exactly, UConn, yeah. like if you, or even think about it this way, like if UConn is down by 10 points in the second half, they have not faced that scenario mm. at any point in months. Right. So that's, sure. you know, anything. That's what I mean by like, anything can happen where by all rights, of course it should be UConn, but you never know. Right. Like that's what makes it these should be. UConn. We, we agree on that, but you know, yeah. just like the hockey team that I coached, our road to the final included mm-hmm. way more difficult situations than the other team uh, yeah. or any other teams we faced. And it it's actually built situation. us into a champion, yeah. right? Yeah, so now exactly. it's down to one game. It, it, the right strategy could easily take care of of, of business in, in this mm-hmm. game, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm excited to see it. I, I don't like when there's a heavy favorite because you never know. But a lot of times the most hyped up championship games mm-hmm. turn out to be the worst games, right? Yeah. And they're boring. So I'm yeah. hoping for the complete opposite here where everyone's expecting mm-hmm. UConn to win by a ton. And San Diego yeah. State will do exactly what they did is they fought back in, in, in their last couple games and, and, and they won, right? So I think we're in for a pretty good game, man. I don't think you'll, you'll like say miss the first half and see someone down by 20. I just don't see it. Not with you know, one things. thing. One thing that's so painful in the NCAA games is the missed free throws. <laughs> it's awful. Like just especially because you know, especially terrible. at the end of the games, like so much is being decided by free throws. But man, like to oh, it's horrendous. So many missed free throws, right? And it's like it's one thing NBA players miss free throws. Like I don't know, you know, they they do this professionally. They get paid millions of dollars. Like there's kind of no excuse in the NBA to be a bad free throw uh, shooter. But in the NCAA, it's different, right? Like it's not you don't have that as many years of practice and. It's painful when they miss some of those shots, man. Like right at the end, so many emotions. Always, so, always. Um, you know, and I'm sure that's going through a lot of FAU players' uh, minds. They, I think they missed quite a lot of free throws in those last they five did. minutes. Um, you know, and they lost by point, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 tough. So um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a good game. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I hope it's a fun game. Honestly, like, I hope it's not a, another UConn blowout. Um, and I would, I would bet like, what's the spread? Do you know what the spread is? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I only saw, I listening to, I think it was ESPN. I just heard, look. I heard that UConn was a massive favorite. That's all I heard. So I assumed it would probably be like somewhere, half. somewhere in that six area. And a half. Yeah, yeah. Six and a half. There's mm-hmm. six and a half point favorites for UConn. So I think like, I think I, for me, I would, I would take, I would say, I would take San Diego covering the spread. Like, I think that they have earned the confidence of people for them to keep it close more closer than other teams have uh, against UConn. That's right. That's, right, that's listen, what I would take. As long as it's a close game. game, that's what I'm looking for. Like I said, I'm not sitting here like, Oh my God, three hours left till the championship game. I have more <laughs> that nobody is for football. To be honest with you, when the yeah. football has championship game for college football, but yeah, yeah, basketball is like, all right, you know, I don't know if it has to do with the teams that are in it, but I think that's how it always is. Like you said, we're at a, like a fatigue stage. With March Madness, where it's like, yeah. all right, this is it, man. And, well, and it's just a yeah. weird feeling, right? And so. the other thing, too, you know what's funny, too, though, is that there's no NBA games. Like, the NBA clears its slate. They do it on purpose. Games. Just like Super yeah, Bowl, no, there's no sports on Sunday No, night. of course not. Yeah, but I, I think that that's um, funny because you're right. It's like March mm-hmm. Madness fatigue. At this point, it's like, all right, just want to know who's going to win. But at the same time, it is like the sports world does kind of get out of the way, right? When there's going to be uh, – like, like this, this is right. one of the few instances – 
in the sports world where the other, or at least I, I don't know if there's MLB games tonight, but like most of the other sports get out of the way for this, right? right. So um, on top of Super Bowl, is there, is there, are there any MLB do you, games? Tonight? Do you remember? Yeah, there's, MLB games. there's a ton of MLB. MLB's not stopping yeah, yeah. right now. MLB they're doesn't shit, yeah. like, no, they're like, screw <laughs> it. Um, there's actually, even the Padres are playing at like 20 minutes after the start of this game. That's right. So, but they had that, don't forget, they had that schedule. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I know they had it. MLB schedule came out way before um, um, they knew San Diego State would even have a shot. And uh, one more thing about March Madness is that a team, I've told you this before, a team from the Big Ten Conference or the Pacific Time Zone Mm -hmm. have not won the championship since the year 2000. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a lot of time. That's 20-something years. I think a team from the Pacific Time Zone is even more. It's something like 30 years since they've won the championship. And San Diego State can change that tonight. Um, obviously, it was like nothing west of no team west of like Kansas or something had that's right. And like that's insane when you think of the history at like UCLA and all that, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. big, big night for the west coast. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll root for the underdog, man. Like, I I have no, I have no horse in in, in the race, but like, I just want a good game. If I'm gonna waste my time, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a blow, and I don't think we'll see a blow. I really don't, but it's hard to say that because UConn has destroyed everybody, so yeah. Um, yeah, the last last yeah. Pacific time zone team was UCLA in 1995. 95. Wow, that's 28 <laughs> years, man. And so I, I was right with UCLA. That's what that's I what think. came to mind only. Yeah, no, no, you're and right. Then Arizona in 97 for like kind of more Western teams, but then oh, ever okay. since then, that's still Pacific time zone, though. All right. Yeah, but that's Arizona. 90, I mean, uh no, they're mountain time. Are Arizona. They? Arizona's yeah. mountain time? Okay. Yeah, Arizona's Mountain Time. I, I don't think. know my time, but yeah. But time. after yeah. that, it's been like just mm-hmm. Connecticut's, Kentucky's, Duke's, yeah. North Carolina's, Florida, like just a mix of all that kind of Louisville, like the, all uh, all that kind of stuff, Villanova, um, for quite a while. So yeah, very very exciting. Um, that's great. Well, I mean, I'll catch part of it. <laughs> it's late for you though, right? That's starting at like ten o'clock. It's at nine twenty local time, which is kind of weird. But basketball, yeah. I mean, it's no different than the the the, the championship game for college football. It goes on to like almost that's true. Yeah. Our time. Yeah. So okay. the basketball is a shorter game. Uh, speaking of short games, yeah, what do you think of the major it's league baseball, baseball yeah. pitch clock, man. Seriously, what do you think about? It? Uh, how many violations have there been so far this season? Do you know? Well, what drove me insane is that I'm a huge Marcus Stroman fan. Like literally, nobody else in Toronto likes him for whatever reason. They just I guess he's misunderstood. Again, there's a thing with Toronto sports fans that if you're too mean, like in terms of you're too like passionate, you're not liked mm. here. That's just how it is mm. for whatever reason. And that's how Marcus Stroman was. The guy had something to say about everything. He's always trying to soft fights yeah. with everybody. Yeah. And yeah. he was just, he, man, he loved the city. He's got the entire city skyline tattooed on his body. And then he just got mm. thrown out of town. But, mm. um, but he did get an ovation when he came back. I think it was last yeah. year, which is great to see. But Marcus Stroman was the, I think, the pitcher for the first MLB game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And he spun a gem. Okay, like an actual gem, like a beautiful, like six or seven inning performance, seven or eight strikeouts, shutting down. Um, was it Milwaukee? It was one of good offenses. Anyways, and the headlines, all I could see everywhere, as I saw the headlines absolutely on every website, anywhere you would look, it said Marcus Stroman. I'm like, oh, shit, they're actually going to honor him for that great mm-hmm. Commits the first, like, yeah. pitch count violation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no other context, like not while spinning a gem, just he commits the first violation. Like keep that in your mind for future trivia. He's the first one to do it. So, <laughs> I mean, there have yeah. been violations, but they don't really do much. Like if you think about it, a, a ball or a strike, unless it's a, in a really important moment, it's not going to change the outcome of the game that much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just pretend you fouled the ball off. If you get an automatic strike, just pretend it was a foul. Um, mm-hmm. Where I have an issue with this thing is if it impacts a game like late in the game. 
you know, mm-hmm. because we all saw the Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani at bat, mm-hmm. the World Baseball mm-hmm. Classic. And there was some guy who did a report on that, and he put a pitch clock on it. Even though there was no pitch clock at the World Baseball Classic, he put a pitch count for every pitch in that at bat, and there was a violation, like something like 18 out of the – or sorry, there was like there was seven or eight violations in that at bat alone. For both so, Trout and both, o- Otani. Yes, for yeah. both. Which for the batter box, for yeah. me was like it's that's one of the more iconic at bats in baseball of the last whatever years. Yeah, of course. Um, that's that's, that's you, you, you know? could it's a dream matchup. Like you know, like that is that's matchup. The most, yeah, people had touted it even before the tournament started. Like how mm-hmm. how cool would it be if it ended on that at bat? And it actually mm-hmm. did. Like mm-hmm. it, the thing actually happened. You can't you can't script this. Mm-hmm. You know you can't. No matter how much on you a strikeout you know? too. It ended on, on a strikeout, strikeout on a as well. Not like a pop pitch. out, pop fly. No. Right? It's like nobody else was even involved in the play. Like there's yeah. no outfielders, no didn't ground out to first or anything. Now like imagine that. Like, a know, violation yeah. on that in the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think there has to be something where maybe in the ninth of a yeah. three-run game that there's yeah. no such thing as a pitch count. Because you know, I love it. I'm not gonna lie. Like the fact that the games are done in two hours and a half, two hours and forty-five yes. minutes, all right. That's for like it's great. It's actually really yes. cool. I mean, yeah. some fans don't like it, but I think it it's it's nice. I think it's I think it's necessary, especially like right now, baseball starting, so we're all talking about it, but honestly, fast forward two months and mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit about baseball, right? And you're just kind of like it's, half the team's already out of it. <laughs> uh, and you're just, you know, the dog days of summer, right? That's what's nice about baseball. It's a bit of a slow sport. You can kind of sit around at a game in the middle of the hot day, have a hot dog and a beer and just chill. But those games are long, man. Like it's like a meaningless. There's so many meaningless Very games long. in the MLB. So like those games that are in June, July, August between the bottom shit teams. And we've seen a lot of them in our lifetime, Phil, because the Blue Jays mm-hmm. have been bad many yeah, times. This, this year's years. another one. Of them. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jays have been terrible many, many times for long stretches that it's like mm-hmm. you still want to go to a game. It's fun to go to a pro sports game. It's fun to go to a baseball game. Bring the kids, whatever. Bring bring your family. But man, is it exhausting when the game's three and a half hours long. Right. So I think I think that that's a huge, huge, huge. I, I think that that has so much of a bigger impact that people realize outside of just, hey, you know, the, you know, this is happening this way. It's like it's like I think over years, the MLB is trying to do anything they can to bring fans back. And I think a huge part of that is making games just more palatable. Like there was a who, which there was a game the other day. that was two hours and three minutes. It, it was That's awesome. I think it was That's the, great. Um, oh, man, I was watching that. Who game. Was it was, that? A, it was yeah. a Cleveland and Seattle game. Yeah. It was one of the Cleveland Seattle games. But here's my question, though. How do like beer stands feel about that? And like, you know, <laughs> the teams that are bringing in a lot of money because the games are so damn long um, that you can go to the beer stand like, you know, five or six times in a game. Uh, now it's like people are probably rushing to get their drinks. And, 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 These and games sponsors are flying, like, well, I mean, they're going to take a huge hit on revenue across the board, right? Because you're going to get less TV revenue as well. Right, because you're paying a premium to be on during the True. game, and the game's an hour shorter, and then that's a huge hit. But at the same time, it's like that's not all that is nothing compared to how many fans the MLB has lost in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. It's enormous. Like the average viewership, all that kind of stuff. It's down so much since like 2009. So oh. it's like that's you know, yeah, it sucks to take the hit short term on revenue, but I think it's like long term. Like they know they need mm-hmm. to change the game. They know well, they need. Yeah, to you, make it you've more been to Jays there. games, and and we've seen it for years. LG, you go to Blue Jays games. And the game will be a tie game or a close game. And in the seventh inning, people are just heading for the exits because they're like, you know what? It's a weeknight. This thing's heading past 10 o'clock. Still two, three innings left. This thing could yeah. go till 11. Um, yes. Nobody wants to be at sporting events on a weeknight till 11, even though I don't care. But there's a lot of people with kids. And and I'm always like, who are these losers leaving at this time? Right. But then you kind of <laughs> get it. You're like, okay, yeah. well, they've been yeah. here since seven and it's now yeah. 10 something. And this game's nowhere near done. 
right? So mm-hmm. I totally get it. I do. It, mm-hmm. it, it, that'll keep the fans in their seats. Now you're not blinking because you don't have time to blink anymore. Yeah. Right. So, and if you um, zoom out too on MLB, it's like you have huge salaries and huge valuations, but there's not, they haven't adapted to like, and this is a, this is a huge part of the narrative. They haven't adapted to like the social media age, right? Where it's like Otani's Instagram followers now is up to 5 million. Oh, yeah. Which is like nothing compared to even like a, a average NBA all-star. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is like the greatest, maybe the greatest baseball player fucking ever because he's a freak and is still kind of young, <laughs> you know? And it's like he has, and he's, he's so unique and a marketable star for sure. And he has 5 million Instagram followers, which is a lot, but it's like nothing compared to, uh, I don't know, like what LeBron has, right? Or what, uh, I don't know, Messi but, has or uh, any uh, other guys yeah. who are the top, top no, no, those are the guy in their sport. Or whatever, yeah. And even then, and even then, like Aaron Judge has even fewer, <laughs> right? So it's even if you think like, okay, Otani, he's not marketable enough because he doesn't speak English and, uh, you know, he's not he's not your traditional ba- baseball player. It's like, well, Aaron Judge is a Yankee. He's on the most popular team, most valuable team, broke a home run record, still has nowhere near as many Instagram followers True. as like, an a- as an average freaking NBA, but, but they you know? do have heavier pockets than all the other sports. That's for sure. There are relievers, yeah. OG, not even closers. There are relievers yes. in Major League Baseball making more money than Connor McDavid, arguably one of the greatest hockey players of all time of our generation for sure. Who's playing right now and breaking all sorts of records? Mm-hmm. He makes twelve million a year. There are relievers making more than that per year in baseball. So it's always been crazy to me how much baseball players make. It really has. You know, it's it's wild. Like it really is. Well, that's and and that's what's like. That's why I think they're trying to change this. It's like, listen, you've got it. You've got to. You've got to turn that around. Sorry, Aaron Judge has one point six million Instagram followers. Donovan Mitchell has three point four. Like just the, like just there wow. you go. Right, like that. Thing, me, right? That's like come on. And I know Instagram's not the most important thing, but honestly, like you want to talk about getting relatively younger people interested in your sport, like that to me is insane. Right. And that's that it's like, sure, salaries, whatever valuations, it's like you're not you're trending in the wrong direction when that's when you're getting when when Donovan Mitchell has more Instagram followers playing in Cleveland and prior to that in Utah than Aaron Judge. (laughs) He's going to staple the Yankees. It feels like we're like a decade players in the league. He's so good. I was watching him yesterday. I'm like, man, he's great. He's great. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of like, that still does like, like, like the MLB has not, it is not even close struggling to prop up stars in any kind of way. Right. And you know, it's funny because the world baseball classic actually opened a lot of eyes as to how, you know, great events like that can be. And maybe yes, they shouldn't yeah. be every four years. I know it makes it more special, but man, was that or three years, whatever it is. Um, but that was special. But listen, back to the original point. I'm a huge fan of the pitch clock. I love that you don't see it that much on TV. I was afraid it was going to be like some huge board in the back. Uh, but did you hear last night? The well, I don't remember what game it was. It was a super, super tight game. I think it was in Seattle. And mm. it was a tie game. It was in extra innings. And the fans were chanting a fake clock down for the other pitcher. <laughs> They were chanting like five, four, three, and there was there was like fifteen seconds left. Really messing with his head, man. Like the entire crowd that. was doing it. No, so it's so good. It just brings a whole new element because baseball games can be boring. Like the the, the, yeah. the wave sometimes is the most exciting part of a baseball game is when everybody's doing mm-hmm. the wave, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, was like, man, I'm like, you know what? This is this is bonkers. What's going on in Seattle right now? Yeah. I know Seattle fans are wilder mm-hmm. than most places, but it was great. Mm-hmm. 
right? A whole new element to home field advantage. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. But they still lost. But yeah. You I know, like I love that's why I, I used to go to a lot of Blue Jays games, as you remember, because I used to have season tickets. Five dollars season when was, pass in the upper when I was, yeah, it was it was that in Toronto they used to sell a, a one hundred dollar <laughs> season pass back in like two thousand eight because the team was garbage. The only All good players were Halliday and like Vernon Wells, um, <laughs> and and oh, and sorry, Alex Rios, and that was like basically the team. Aaron Hill, <laughs> anyways. Um, Adam Lind. Anyways, and and uh, you know, going to the game. I, I, there's one year I went to like 45 games, which was super fun. But you, you go to enough games, you see a lot of really weird stuff. Like once, once uh, you know, Josh Towers was on the team. He was the number five pitcher, and he was garbage. And to start a year, he was like 0 and six, and his ERA was like nine. And literally, some guys at the very top row brought like postcards to update his era as the game went because he any even in that game where they did that he allowed like six runs in the first two innings. <laughs> so you see a lot of fun stuff right people get up that's what that i will say that's what's fun about the baseball experience is there's a lot more room for like fan creativity and and it's because because it, it is so slow and like once we saw a pigeon poop on somebody like like a pigeon because there's pigeons that lived in the sky dome and they they flew low and they literally shit on somebody and the entire section started chanting, you got shot on. So baseball is a show. People are not watching the game, man. They're people are watching the game. Script. Maybe yes. that's kind of part of it. But I, I'd still say, yeah, I think you can. They'll still have that. You'll still have a lot of the fun of going to the baseball stadium. But what will be nice is the game will be done at 930 or that's on a great. weekday. Like when the games are at like one o'clock, getting out of there at 3, 330 rather than 4.30, gives you plenty of time to go home, chill, and do something in the evening, right? Well, they, nice they already sped up the game a little bit with this uh, extra inning rule, right? Where there's a runner that yeah. starts on second. That's, That's a rule right. that actually started yeah. in, in, like, the Japanese league and, and I yeah. think in the minor leagues or whatnot. They when did that start it. in MLB? Last year? I think either last year or the year before. But it almost guarantees yeah. that games will not yeah. go, like... Do you ever remember waking up the next morning and you'd hear about, like, a 19-inning game? And it's like, okay, but... Nobody scored in those like extra. You just played two games. Nobody really scored in the second game. I mean, who wants to sit there and watch that? Oh, Absolutely yeah, there's, nobody. There's once I was at the Blue Jays game until like one in the morning on like a Wednesday night because it went to like 15 <laughs> innings and I just wanted to die. Well, but it was kind of thing where it's like by the day, like when what? you're there, yeah, they lost. And it was like yeah, when you're there and the clock ticks midnight, you're like, I can't leave now because I've been here for so long. Like you oh, can't yeah. leave since no, you're already like no. you're committed. Yeah. Like, sunk cost fallacy. You're already there. No. But fuck, it was so bad. I was like, this sucks. Like, and maybe just freaking hate baseball. Yeah, no. This um, ends games pretty early, man. It had, yeah, that's right. I know it's, it's a shitty way to do it. Yeah. It's not like natural to start a runner on base like that, Who cares? but it just had, it's not like, you're not going to do a home run derby. It's 2023, like, man. Who shootout? fucking cares, man? I, I honestly it. like, I, I couldn't care less about baseball traditionalism of like, Hey, this, they've been doing it this way since 1886. And it's like, yeah, that's the only thing in the world that's been done the same way since 1886. Like that's cute. But like, I'm sorry, your viewership is going down. I honestly couldn't give a shit about the history. And it's this, there's a certain way it's always been done, man. Like they used to smoke cigarettes and drink beer during the games and like do whatever the hell they wanted. Like it's, it's very different now. (laughs) You know, this record hasn't been broken since 1907. Like, cares man <laughs> it's not even that's so outside of anybody's purview you know it's like i don't think that matters to anybody so and we don't hear much about it but I, i'm actually waiting yeah. for like a big moment to be impacted in a game for people to really start snapping mm-hmm. otherwise the feedback's been mm-hmm. really good not gonna lie nobody's really mm-hmm. complaining that much some players no. take longer to adapt than others 
But I'm just waiting for that one incident there where a game gets ruined by this, which is why I said maybe in the ninth inning of a close game, it shouldn't be a thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they could change it for the right? playoffs, I would say. Something, maybe like right, maybe something adjustment. for playoffs, they could adapt it a little bit and push it yeah. to 20 or 25 yeah. seconds. Final three but I will say, you know, play, playoff broadcast for MLB also super long, you know, and I think that that's like that's maybe when you're, you know, playoffs of every sport probably attract the casual fans who don't watch many That's games right. right because you're invested in your team it's exciting it's world series you're like oh who's who's in it this year houston or whoever right like you're, you're kind of that's when you come back around to it so i think that's a good way to maybe capture fans as well as to have quick games even in the postseason mm-hmm. even when it's extra dramatic and it's extra long um i don't think it's the worst thing for those games to be fast as well right, right. uh let's talk uh let's talk some nft news um we had uh, MLB So Rare ETH rewards are going live mm-hmm. this Friday. So they've got it's basically only on the pro competitions. And it amounts to, I actually did the math as soon as I saw it. They just announced it. Uh, they just put out the numbers today. It's about $3,900 a week per game week. So that's twice per week, right? Because the game weeks are only three or four days long, right? So that's, that's, that's for every game week, which is three days long. It's $3,900 split across all the different tiers. So even in the limited tier, like the max you can win, I think is like $200. The, the minimum you can win is, is $5 or $2 or something like that, which is hilarious uh, for like the top 100 spots. There are still competitions where you win cards, right? But this is for the pro competitions. Um, and if you add all of that up, it comes out to about 200 grand a year being paid out by SoRare, um, which is interesting okay. i don't think it's nearly enough i'll give my opinion right away and then phil i want to go to you um i'll give my opinion it's like it's like you know you want to compete with the DraftKings and you want to be a big deal here and you want to kind of bring in a lot of people and bring in like the real sports betters because that's let's be honest here that's the point for so rare they want to bring in the people that are super hardcore dfs people like that's that's the target market they want they want to eat into DraftKings and FanDuel and with the nft twist so with their licenses that DraftKings status doesn't have right because so has nba mlb DraftKings does not right so I think that that's kind of like the end game. And I think honestly, like putting out 200 grand for the entire season to me is nothing, right? Like that is like, you are not going to bring in the heavy hitters for them to come in and their goal to be to win $200 a week, right? Or $400 a right. week just by finishing first. Like, I think you need a lot more. If you compare it, like, I don't know. I have, I had somewhere their numbers. I think they made like their primary sales last season for MLB were like 1.5 million. I'm sure they're going to track somewhere close to that this year. So you're looking at like a, you know, a 13, 14, 15%, um, I guess reward pool. So like an 85% rake on, on their primary profits, which to me at this point in the market is like, super greedy like especially if you look at what rainmakers did for nfl it's like their primary pack sales were like 35 million and their rewards were like 22 million like they had like a 45 percent rake like that's fair right the fans won a lot the players won a lot so this to me is very low especially especially for trying to grow a product that is really really only finally broke 1200 buyers this week and prior to that had like 400 so that's my opinion. I think it's good. Obviously, ETH rewards, very, very good. Everybody wants that. But my opinion right off the bat is they need to they need to up that significantly mm-hmm. if they if they want to bring in that mass market. Well, yeah, because then you'll just go play like DraftKings and stuff. What's the point, right? Yeah, um, then you just fire up DraftKings and just play normal that's MLB it, right? DFS. Yeah, which right? you like already you're not love adding, yeah. and the platform. You can make more money. Great. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. You know, for me, one of the things I have to say though, a lot ton of the stuff I bought. In the last few months, I was able to sell for double what I got. 
And now I wish I bought more. Seriously, I wish I bought like hundreds. That's of what I've been saying. Just yeah, to that's sell what I've been saying. Them. Like yeah. right before the season, the value went to the lowest it's been all all off season. So yeah. when we bought them, they were kind of all right. Then it went like way below what, what I had paid for all of them. I'm like, all right, these things are a disaster. What were and you buying? Limiteds? Limiteds? Yeah, limiteds. Like I, you know, yeah. remember I told you the VAR shows and all that. Like, man, yeah, those, in the yeah. last week before the season, even last week leading up to the season, those things went up big time, man. I was able to yeah. sell so many of them. Uh, and take away a profit, which is great. Now, great, I yeah. did play the free contest in week one. Mm -hmm. um, I think I put in a limited too, but I was down to almost nothing in terms of what I own for limited. Mm -hmm. But I, I put in a contest for week one, and I, here's my issue. I finished 500th and something, okay, out of 11, 12,000. Yeah. And all I won was a, like, level two common. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, all right. So I'm not a, I'm not a casual, so I know what's up, but... Mm -hmm. For a casual who was goaded into kind of, you know, signing up for this and playing this, for them to finish in the top 500 of 12,000 people, yeah, and you're only coming away with a, uh, not even a limited, a common tier two card, which mine was Stephen Kwan from the Cleveland Guardians, all right? Mm -hmm. Good player, leadoff hitter for them. Um, I'm just like, okay, I don't really care about next week's I'm line. good. I'm, I'm going to yeah. set it, but like, I don't care. I'm not even going to look into this Yeah. Morning. Click, 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 click. As soon as I go in there. Yeah, you're not going to do any research or anything like nope, that. Which no is, chance. I mean, it's good for right. the people who are who actually do want to mm -hmm. do the research. They'll have an advantage over you, yeah. like even somebody who's decently good at this stuff, like because you immediately don't care. But it's not good for the product. No, and it's like, it's the same thing as the F1 pool at work. And I tried to tell the guy who organized it mm -hmm. last week. Okay? Mm -hmm. You've got 60 people in there and only mm -hmm. three people are coming away with money? No, dude, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Me spending my 50 bucks or 100 bucks and if I don't mm -hmm. finish top three out of 60 something people, I don't win money. What's the point of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, I have no interest in that. I might as well just give it to you for free. That's yeah. very low odds. Right. So, and, mm -hmm. and you know what, LG, you don't have to do that all season, but for me in the first few contests of the year, first couple of weeks, mm -hmm. the rewards should be ramped up yes, just to get kind of people invested. Like someone like, not someone like me, but someone who for the first time ever using so rare and they find a way to get a lineup in there. That's, you know, top 500 and they get a tier two limited instead of, a tier two common, mm -hmm. there, there's a good chance they're either going to hit the limited market and try and complete a lineup in the limited division, or they're going to sell it and be like, you know what, this is really cool. I'm going to put even more effort into this. And with my and with my profit, since it's even, you know, it's not that much, maybe 20, 30 bucks, but I might buy a set of limited cards now and be fully invested for the rest of the year. Yeah. But, and, and you don't have to do that all year because then that'll saturate the market. There'll be too many no. people with limiteds. But for the first few weeks, like they did with NBA, because for the NBA, it was yeah. easy to win some really cool things early. And then it just faded. They took away limiteds completely from the common contest. And, and, and it looks like baseball is being stingy on that too, because I'm not going to lie, finishing 500th out of 12,000, I should mm -hmm. be getting something more than a common tier. You feel good about that too, right? Like you're well, excited about that. I'm looking at the reward. I'm like, is this for real? Like, whoa, mm -hmm. they're really cheap mm -hmm. ass on these rewards. I should be winning. <laughs> yeah. I don't want money, but I should be winning something worth money, right? Mm -hmm. Even if I played for mm -hmm. free. This is how you keep people. Because now people who mm -hmm. played week one and finished I mean, even 1,500 and all they're getting is a tier four uh, common, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, whatever. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know. A little disappointing. The ETH rewards are great. The amount is mm -hmm. not big. But we don't know what they're binded uh, to in terms of what they can give out. We don't know the laws yeah. and the rules and, and their agreement with their license, right? So yeah, who knows, man? I'd love to see them. I love when they throw in tickets. I love when they throw in experiences to games. Mm. DraftKings mm. does it all the time. There's top prizes mm. that are not money. They are doing like, that. I, hey, I won tickets to WrestleMania once on DraftKings, mm -hmm. right? I didn't know it, mm -hmm. but that was my prize.
So sorry. So the, the I just I just looked up the numbers. Hmm. So lot. So so when I did this report in February, uh, to to where I finally got help from SoRare Tools, not SoRare Data, SoRare hmm. Tools, uh, which is a fantastic little uh, portfolio tracker, separate from SoRare Data. It's good for taxes. Actually, they have a great tax feature. Um, they helped me out to split out uh, SoRare's NBA, MLB, and soccer. Uh, uh, sales, both primary and secondary, mm-hmm. which is what everybody wondered. Because you look at CryptoSlam, the other data sites, it's, it's a blended number, right, of all of them. So they helped me split that out. And so this is from February like 18th or something like that, or 12th was the last day of of, of numbers that I took. <laughs> and the MLB product on SoRare, the primary sale, so auctions, which is the money that SoRare makes, not the manager sales, secondary, was 5.5 million. Mm. Right? So they've made... Five and a half million as of February on this stuff. Probably, I'd say probably another million since then because a lot of people they launched a uniques and one and auctions and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of tells you how much they made. The one point five million is actually one point eight. That's on secondary sales, so they take five percent of that as well. So SoRare has made tons of money already here on the MLB product. They want to make more, and I couldn't agree with you more, Phil. That basically, it's like. Man, just give an obscene amount of mm-hmm. ETH rewards to start the season. Because mm-hmm. again, and we, we say this every single time for every single sport, the interest in the sport peaks at the start of the season and then oh, again, again, a little bit at the playoffs. That is the best mm-hmm. thing we ever learned from Janie Parasini, the ex-GM of Top Shot, because she worked at, at DraftKings and Reddit, all that kind of stuff. And that's what she told us. She's like, listen, every sports league, you have the most users come in spending the most money when the season starts. Not anytime mm-hmm. later, not mid-season, not the all-star break, none of that shit. It's mainly at the start of the season. So right now, literally right now, we're at the, we're at the end of the prime time for MLB right now, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. we're about to go into NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, uh, the Masters is this weekend. Like there's a lot of other stuff happening in the sports world. So it's like this is the very finite very small window for MLB, for MLB. to mm-hmm. capture a lot of revenue. Yep. And so rare as an extension of that, like this is when you capture new users. And people like you, Phil, is a good example. Even mm-hmm. people finishing 2,000th out of 12,000, even them winning like 10 bucks in ETH where they can then just go spend it back on the marketplace. Be like, you know what? I kind of enjoyed that. It was free, but I still got 10 bucks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm down. Wouldn't cost them very much in the long run out of their 5.5 million that they made last season, plus another million or their $700 million in funding to grow North America's second largest fantasy sport. Mm -hmm. Like, like you are not going to compete. Right. And that's why people like you and I who are buying in the offseason be like, I'm going to buy now because I want to compete and or flip. And now we're at that point where we're making that decision. Be like, do I flip these because they've gone up 100 percent in value or do I keep them because they're going to be useful for me as game pieces? The answer is obvious. Fucking sell mm-hmm. them. Right. Like that's I bought a I'm bunch doing. of rares of that this morning. I knew we were going to chat about this. I was looking through my rares this morning uh, and I bought some good stuff and all of it has gone up twice. Right. Like to all of it is two X. I've got Zach Gallen, Galen Gallen. Um, Garrett Whitlock, Vaughn Grissom, like, like mm-hmm. I've got good players, Kevin Gosman, right? It's like, I've got good yeah. players, rare, right? And it's like, now they've gone, like I bought them at like 60 or 70 bucks and they're like 150. And I'm like, I don't want to compete in this rare challenge to try and win maximum $400 a week or $5 if I finish 200. No, thanks. I'm going to sell, take the profit. Cause that's honestly gonna be more money for me. So they're not, to me, it's like, MLB is still very, very far behind on so rare in terms of being a polished and like developed product that is that's actually going to bring people in. Despite it, or sorry, the the product is there. The way they're rolling it out and incentivizing new users is not. 
So let's say the execution's but, but poor for the product. It, is good. They should want the complete opposite of what you just said because you're making bigger money by flipping and just saying, all right, screw it. And then that's probably money you withdraw and not reinvest in the platform. Yeah. As opposed to if you won 10 bucks, like I should have won something. I'm not going to go and withdraw that 10 yeah. bucks in ETH and be like, oh my God, I'm rich. Let me go spend that somewhere else. No, no. you'll spend it. There's you'll nowhere it. else to spend it. I'm not spending 10 bucks somewhere else. It's going right back in on, I'm going to try and pick the next, you know, or, or whatever, something. But yeah, Or no you'll keep playing. Or you'll keep, well, playing, keep playing, man. Or you go buy your favorite player, right? Because you're still, add you're up still and, yeah. yeah, you're still a sports fan. Go buy a couple of $2, $2 Jays cards or something like that, right? Or but like they a, didn't even give me a dollar. So we're talking, you're talking 10 bucks here. That sounds like a fortune mm-hmm. compared to what I got a common tier two for that kind of performance. Yeah. And my lineup was not a usual lineup. I kind of used my brain here. I did a lot of study. I'm like, you know what? Week one's going to be an unusual week. There's yeah. going to be the, all these randoms that nobody else is grabbing. I, that's what I did. I went for guys that no one else have, have in their lineup, and they all put up 40 points, yeah. like massive weeks, guys no one's even heard of. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting something for this for sure. I had my one pitcher left for yesterday in my extra spot, and I'm like, this is amazing. I've got a starting pitcher left. I'm in the top 1,000. I have a good chance of finishing top 500. And I didn't really look at the, the rewards. And then I went this morning and looked and I'm like, common tier two. I'm like, okay, well, I already lost interest. You know, unless I'm now yeah. willing to spend my own money and go buy more limiteds, then I have no interest in this anymore because the rewards are terrible. Right? And the other thing too is I think they're I think they're overestimating how many people actually want to play a free fantasy competition, right. which is not many. Um, and also they don't have a cap for MLB. So it's not even like you can be strategic. You're right. You can do whatever right? so you want. So the paid yeah. stuff, it's like, no, yeah. no, no. Just go buy the best players mm-hmm. at top dollar and play them. Like, that's the strategy. There's no other strategy. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, the obscure dude who's going to mm-hmm. play well this week. Maybe. But at least on the NBA side through this first season, it was like, no, no, no. You need to get strategic. Like, you can't just play only all-stars. Like, you need to find a diamond in the rough, a guy who's been only playing like two minutes a night that this week is going to fill in well, as an more so than ever right now in, in basketball yeah. because we're at the stage of the year yes. where players are yeah. sitting, guys are being tried out for for next yeah. year. They're playing all sorts. Like I saw, and you could be Justin Champagne, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Remember that Raptors player there with the nine oh five and with the Raptors? He put up twenty six points last night, man, for, Did he? for, really? for San Antonio and his limited. Oh yeah, they had was a like a game, dollar yeah. before yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking about. But you know, someone bought it. You knew someone out there knew he was going to get thirty minutes of playing time. And the dude went off like he has, a or they, or they could just right? speculate on it, right? Because then that's Even the then, fun. But it's right. like, but it's like on MLB, like there's no point in doing that. Like, yeah, maybe some yeah. some super random guy who's in the eighth slot is going to hit three home runs tonight as a fluke. Yeah. Like, maybe, but there's no point because there's no cap. So instead of doing that, just just put Otani and Judge and everybody else in yeah. there. Like, just put just make that your lineup, and then and then the rich get get richer because the people have the money to do that can actually keep winning versus nba it's like well there's still a cap you just have to be smart about basketball to actually win you can't just can't just wing it and and, and buy the best players right? right so it's it's i don't know it's, it's still a bit of a mess you, man. It, it was yeah well, i, th- I yeah. think it's a huge miss but like you said you said it right is this early on in the season is when you're going to either keep no one's coming mid-season being like yeah. all right this is cool by mid-season everyone's accumulated a ton of comments they've already built their collections kind of too late right it's yeah. not too late but it is um now you're still at the mid-season, early stages we don't... right no exactly you don't care about but baseball. now, like, man, if you gave the top 2,500 some kind of price, even if it's a mm-hmm. freaking dollar of mm-hmm. ETH or whatever, five bucks, whatever, your, 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 your long-term gains would be much higher than what they're going to be now. Because I tell you, I'm telling you right now, the other people in the top 1,000 are not all pros. They're not all 
uh, guys who've been around forever on shoreware with with football, basketball. A lot of them were the newbies who followed the links they were told to and, and kind of said, hey, I'll check this cool platform out. And now they're like, wait a minute, but on DraftKings, I would definitely get some money for this. If I finished in the top, you know, even DraftKings has its flaws when it comes to that. But it is easy to, you know, if you know what you're doing and you have a big week, you're making money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a big miss, man. I really do. I think that no way should 500th place be giving me common tier two. I don't think I'll ever get over that. I didn't even yeah. get a common tier one, man. Tier yeah. two. Like, what? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, it's Seriously. too bad. It's really, yeah, it's, it's too bad. If any, it's, it's a miss and it's like, I don't want to be negative about it. Like I wish it was good, honestly. Like I wish yeah. this was awesome. Right. And that this is a good reason to get back into baseball. But I think at this point right now, it's like, for me, it's going to be a sell on a lot of this stuff. I do like, they have yep. the collections, right. Where it shows yep. you how, if you have all the players from the team. So I'm going to keep all my like common limited blue Jays, uh, in case they want to give me tickets that I can then send to you. Cause I don't live in Toronto. <laughs> uh, so you can go to a game. <laughs> all right. I'll keep that. Um, but in terms of it, of it making me watch baseball more, or you just be more interested, like I've already lost interest. Right. And I'm already tonight. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to watch part of the NCAA game. And then you'll start thinking about playoffs for the NBA. And that's it. Yep. Right. Exactly. Like that's, yep. or, or watch masters this weekend, if that's your thing. Right. Um, but otherwise moving on. Um, and actually this is, I want to talk NBA, uh, so rare. And I do, I do want to talk about top Sean candy a little bit too, but, um, while we're on so rare, what I've noticed in so rare, having kind of like participated in it now, like six or seven months is the flow of money, right? And where it moves because there's some huge whales on SoRare, right? Big if you know time. Clamp yep. One, yep. that guy buys everything. And even John Nellis, who from so, so far SoRare, who's in all the ads now, uh, who's kind of like the first minute of SoRare uh, way back, like he's a whale. And there's this clear like move of liquidity and supply around. Like this, it's like money gets kind of sloshed around to kind of like the newest thing. So a lot of money went over to Premier League in January or February when it was announced away from NBA. Now NBA is kind of like losing interest, right? Because the cards have very little utility left. They have, they're going to have playoff challenges, but again, a bit of a different game. Um, so, you know, and still like half the players that, that aren't going to play or, or, or going to be out. Right. So you have this huge dip in the NBA in the last like six, seven weeks rise in MLB. Cause that's where you can make money right now. Uh, and then there's a lot of money kind of moving through the soccer leagues as they start and, and stop. Right. So, but what I have noticed is uh, when I was looking at MLB stuff, Phil, and I shared a lot of this with you too, is that MLB stuff, the best deals to get the good players that I picked up were actually not in January and February, like in the middle of the off season, the best deals, the people who got them at the absolute best price was from the end of September through the middle of November, because so Air was still minting cards. Um, and most people lost interest. Money was going to the NBA, right? Because they had announced NBA. So all the money, soccer or baseball money, was all selling stuff to get ready to buy NBA cards, right? And compete in the NBA. So that, and that's, and again, follow the sport, the flow of sports interest, right? It's like, when is, when is there the least amount of interest in the league at like, kind of like not long after the season ends? Like NFL right now is probably a really good example where it's like, nobody cares about the NFL right now. Right. Draft comes up soon. Right. Except but it's like ESPN. It, it, yeah. Yeah. ESPN, of course. Yeah. NFL is the biggest thing. Right. So maybe not the best example, but you want to talk about like, so what I've been looking at now is how much money is in the NBA part of SoRare. And I've been tracking using SoRare data, actually, which is really, really useful for this because you make it, you can make a little wish list. Um, I've been tracking certain players that I think have a lot of future potential, especially their rares to try and pick them up either to play for next season or honestly, as like just good speculation, 
right? Because I think that right now you've seen mm-hmm. dip in these players and especially think, think somebody like LaMelo Ball, who is often injured, is on a shit team, but is still what, 21? 20, 21, how old is yeah, Lamella? Crazy. Like 22, yes. something like that. Like he still has an insane amount of potential and is also a really popular player. So someone like that, his rare cards lost like 50% of its value in the last two months. Crazy. And that to me is like kind of the kind of stuff I'm targeting right now and just kind of watching every day because I think between now and like the middle of July is when there's going to be some really good opportunities on the NBA side because most of the cards have no utility. The season is going to close out. The, the liquidity has gone elsewhere. Uh, and especially if SoRare doesn't do ETH rewards for NBA in the playoffs, maybe they'll do it for next season. Maybe they'll never do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if even the hint that that might come, I think is enough for these to pump back up once the season starts. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what I've been eyeing. Uh, and Phil, I'd actually love I'd love your advice on like who else I should kind of watch for uh, in terms of like good players that are not that are not going to be overpriced right now. Because like the Lucas and the Giannis and the Jokic, like those like those barely move in price. You know what I mean? Like people people aren't selling those for low. And and, and most of them are going to the playoffs. Luca maybe not, but the other two are going to go deep in the playoffs ideally. So it makes sense for them to not have kind of lost in value. Um, but I'm talking like other like less less big star guys. Uh, but who could be the the all stars and the the MVPs of the future? Are, are we talking about? Oh, you're talking about the future. Well, I'm right? thinking like who's who who are well, who are people going to want to buy at the start of next season? Is kind of what I'm thinking about. Well, I don't. I mean, it's it's hard because you know the best example of kind of false um, sort of hope or not false sort of false promotion on a guy is like a cam thomas okay mm. you remember cam thomas for the nets for that span of like a week there after KD mm-hmm. and Kyrie were shipped out of town and mm-hmm. i can't stand either one of them, oh yeah right? and he had like 40 points um, a, a game for like a week or something oh dude like they were like oh my god this is like a secret player nobody knew about and he's going 40 <laughs> night and now he's yeah. back to scoring like five a night right yeah so yeah, yeah. it's it's weird right you're like hmm. well, well how, how did that happen i bet you a lot of people overpaid for his card back then because they're like oh man he's gonna do this all year now that the nets have nobody but then on comes bridges right and Mm -hmm. and and bridges is just like man that guy's turned into an animal that guy is like a guy you're like hold on a second here first of all his brother i think is still in jail um Mm -hmm. for that crazy domestic violence case but Mm -hmm. um but bridges has now been averaging 30 something points a game for like weeks Mm -hmm. this is not a cam Mm -hmm. thomas moment Mm-hmm. And he's just like, man, I've always been this player. I've just haven't had a chance to show it. And didn't have the Phoenix chance when I was playing with, you know, with 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 Booker and guys like Booker that. and stuff. Yeah, Aiton and now KD, obviously, but he didn't play with KD. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got look look at the Blazers. Look what happens with the Blazers once they lose their top scorers. Is mm-hmm. you've got a player like Shaden Sharp, the Canadian, mm-hmm. who is now averaging thirty points a game, and he, and he, mm-hmm. and he's actually been tremendous all year in terms of of. The way he, his slam dunks, he's made he's made headlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been a highlight reel. But he's been like yeah. a nine point per game type of guy that mm-hmm. really doesn't do anything. But now mm-hmm. the secret's out on him, and and if you're looking mm-hmm. for fantasy, he's obviously going to be overpriced now because yeah. you know everyone's all over this guy scoring thirty a game. Same with Bridges, I'm sure he's overpriced. Yeah, right? um, but it's hard to tell exactly. because you, for I think you have a good point when you think of the injured guys, the guys mm-hmm. that nobody's thinking about right now. And there's a long list of players that have been out for a while and that are injured. You know. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is tough because Bradley Beal is, you know, the name in the NBA more than any of the sport, the name carries players in terms of, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking for like know. a mix of like youth oh. and hype that it's like, I'm thinking like at the start of next season, 
when the ESPNs of the world are making like, hey, here's our all-star mm -hmm. list. Here are the dark horse potential all-stars this year that yeah. people are going to be like, that is a player of the future kind of thing, but who had a great couple first seasons. So I'll tell you like, I'll tell you like who's on my list. You tell me if it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are guys that I've been kind of watching their prices. So Shea Gilgis is a good example of like, he's been fantastic top 10 uh in the mvp like polls mm -hmm. you know and ladders but nowhere near the top five but yeah. it, you know in the top 10 and his floor price of and i'm, I'm talking specifically rare cards here on on, mm -hmm. on uh sower because i believe that rare cards have the right amount of scarcity common cards or limited cards there's a thousand of each one so i don't i don't mm -hmm. care it's way too much and the common cards you can't trade so the rare cards where they're like they're minted to like 200 or so that to me is the sweet spot um and the super rare ones are too expensive so so mm -hmm. shay his floor price has gone from like 530 in january to now like just like like 300 right mm -hmm. so that to me is like okay like that's he lost almost 50 percent of it but that's mm -hmm. a guy who is like a high efficiency massive score should be even better next year his surrounding cast should be even mm -hmm. better next year thunder could easily be competing for a top six slot next year in the west right so that to me is like a guy that it's like a lot of people at the start of next season are going to want to invest in in their so rare lineup right and i'm talking guys who like would regularly have the big game weeks on so rare as well right because you know that's that's kind of the key to winning so rare is, is yeah you want to have the small guys that you plug in but you also like when you pick your one star for your week, you want it to be the guy who's going to go out and have the biggest game of the week, right? Um, right. So I'd Shea Gilgis. Uh, I had Halliburton. So yeah, yeah Halliburton. Hall 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 that was my next. That was what I was going to say Tyrese for sure. But a, a lot of people are into Tyrese, so his That's floor right. price. And, and again, from January to today, so in, in in this quarter, in the first quarter of the year, has gone from like four twenty to maybe like three ten. So not as big of a drop. Um, but yeah, he's he's been kind of steady down there. Uh, Anthony Edwards is another one I was looking at. Although the Timberwolves mm -hmm. to me are always kind of like a tricky team vibe wise, so you never Good really time. know where they're going to finish. Mm -hmm. um, and he he's been holding kind of steady. He started the year around like like maybe three fifty, three sixty, and now he's uh, where's he at right now? He's two sixty eight. So mm -hmm. so not too crazy. Uh, Zion's on the list, but that's a huge wild card. He's always injured, so I don't know. And 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 he has I, such I a big he'll have a career in the NBA, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I saw he's he's on the list just because I wanted to watch, but it's mm -hmm. he's been kind of flatlined for a while. Yep. Although it's like the Zion rare card still goes for uh, uh, two hundred dollars, which is more than Lamelo, Cade, Paolo, uh, and a bunch of other guys I have on the on unbelievable the list, right? how long that's been going on with with Zion. I think it's I think it's just like a marketable name, right? I think they really want him to be a star, and I think it's like I think it's honestly because he has a cool name and because he's kind of a freak when he's good, when he's on, when he's not injured. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, too too bad for him. Uh, Lamelo is one that I've been really really interested in. So he started the year like just over five hundred dollars, uh, and right now his floor price is is one eighty nine. Oh. right so that's a huge cut on the price of his rare again uh, someone who gets injured a lot on, on a pretty bad team so questionable but also somebody who still has a lot of potential in the nba right at least in my eyes so Agreed. so somebody yep. could be there uh Cade is on the list but he hasn't dipped in price at all um uh paolo is somebody who's dipped a lot right probably rookie of the really? year S start of the year his numbers haven't been the same yeah no, haven't been the same start of the year, and he's not going to play in the playoffs. So his utility is dipped, right? Like, Very you're not going to be using him in two weeks. So Paolo went from 400 to start the year, and now he's going, the floor is 150. Hmm. So that's a huge, huge, huge dip. That's more than 50%. Wow. That's like 75%. Because of the playoffs, like you said, I would assume. 
right? Yeah, there's no playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Tyrese Maxey on the list. What do you think of Tyrese Maxey? I think Tyrese Maxey is only good against the Raptors in the playoffs. Because <laughs> I remember that series last I think year. that's the bias that I have too, right? Is like, that, honestly, every time yeah. I've watched this year, I'm like, oh, hold on. Where's that guy we saw last year that was destroying yeah. the Raptors? Us, I'm like, yo, this oh, guy's the next superstar in the league the way he's playing. Like, this doesn't make yeah. sense. He was scoring 30 a night against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And then I watch mm-hmm. him play now, and it's like he's a role player. I'm like, huh? Yeah. What am I missing here? Like, what happened to this team? I mean, yeah, still one of the it's top very teams, strange. Like, what's the deal? Like, what? To me, How? well, yeah, because and that's mainly where I've seen those flashes. But I think again, I'm not looking for guys who who I think are mm-hmm. like dark horse candidates in the future. I'm looking for guys that uh, I, right. I'm going to want to play next year and or that the market is going to want at the start of the season. So that's that's I'm value hunting really. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi. So uh, I had uh, I had Jalen Green, but he's super super cheap. Same with Anthony Simons. Um, they both started the year like in the seventy or eighty. Yeah, exactly. But they barely they're not going to play in the playoffs. Anyway, so. I mean, right? Yeah, so. they're not going to play in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. not. They they started the year. They haven't dipped that much. They're at fifty two and forty six dollars. Jalen mm-hmm. Green's at 50, the fifty two mm-hmm. and Simon's the forty six. Uh, I added Bridges and Sharp. So Bridges, let me just mm-hmm. take a few more of these off because yeah, what's he at? That's a good question. My chart. Um, so let's see. Who do you want, Bridges? Mm-hmm. So Bridges started the year around 100 bucks, and now he's popped back up. So now he's 90. So he has not dipped that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sharp, same thing. Started around 100, dipped quite a lot through March. Uh, but now he's Mom, about these 62 are, bucks. They're the hot thing right now. So I'm, I'm not surprised yeah. by that. But they're going to dip yeah. more after. Trust me. Those, those well, that's it. Well, that's it. And I'm not saying I'm going to buy a lot of these right now. I'm thinking I'm going to buy them like in freaking at the end of June when like literally mm-hmm. no one cares about the NBA. Like, sure, there's free agency and that'll shake things up. But you're really not like people aren't really thinking about some of these guys that are that right. are going to be signed to their teams for a long time. Right. Um so yeah, I mean, you could see like the, I would say that someone like a Banchero, like how how what are the Magic's odds in the lottery right now? They're pretty high, probably pretty no. high at this point, right? No, no, they're no, pretty bad. No, the um, it'll be Houston, oh no, they're better than they thought. Yeah, Houston, San Antonio, and who's the third one? That's at the very Detroit. Detroit, has a, Detroit, uh, Detroit. All three yeah. will have equal chance, which is fourteen uh, percent, right? To get the number one pick. Yeah. So like Detroit is fucking awful, man. Honestly, Dwayne Casey sucks, and so does that team. But like they're doing, they, I don't think they understand. So the other two teams get it. San Antonio and Houston get it that they can still yeah. win games and and still have the same odds as the worst team. But mm-hmm. Detroit doesn't get that. They think that they have mm-hmm. to have the worst record to do it. I think because they're mm-hmm. horrendous and it shows. Yeah, they do um, not understand that. But they don't get it, man. I, I watch those. I watch them play sometimes. I don't know why, but um, yeah, they just don't get it. They're terrible. The other two get it. They win sometimes, but uh-huh. yeah. What about Demar Derozan? What's the deal uh, with let's him? Take a look. Uh, you want to see his like his numbers, like what is what his Not so rare? Yeah, we so, just so want to talk about Demar because we're gonna face Demar in no, the playing no, game. You no, realize that, right? Like, I don't want to talk about Demar. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to talk about Demar at all. No, I want to know what is it, what, what, what the value of his card is. Uh, so let's see. He's gone from for his rare cards. Looks like he was going for about one hundred and sixty nine to start the year, mm-hmm. and now the latest sale is fifty fifty five. So he's lost sixty six percent of his value hmm. wow. in that time. Okay, man. Well, he's he's still a volume guy in terms of, but the Bulls are man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say about the Bulls, man. Every time I look at the Bulls, yeah. they're either getting killed by a terrible team, or they're winning yeah. random games, or they're blowing like thirty point leads. 
It's hard yeah. to tell. I mean, Demar's getting up there in age too. Don't forget, right? He's, he'll be 34 to start next season. So Crazy. I don't know oh. if that's like you know, as much as he could still be a volume guy for another couple of years. It's like at the same time, it's like where do you what team takes him on, right? Like what to, right. unless unless you're, you're somebody really needs a second scoring option behind whoever their star is, like somebody could just put up volume. But it's like he hasn't been that successful in terms of just being on good teams <laughs> like making True. teams good hasn't it hasn't really worked right oh, you're right yeah he'll, like the, he'll the bulls experiment rock. worked for like a couple months and then that was it so yeah, it he'll score the raptors we, we both know it yes is it playing yes. the play that's, a, that's exactly what's gonna happen yeah yeah exactly he'll score his only buzzer beater that matters ever <laughs> against the raptors and then be total trash in the next game that'll be his first game winning the hawks or whoever yeah he'll get and then trey will destroy him in the next in the next play in game after they lose to Who's a, who's a sixth place team right now, or who's a seventh place team? Who are we play? Who's in the plan? Be... Heat. Uh, heat. Yeah, yeah, because the Hawks will lose, lose to the Heat in the play, their first play in game, mm-hmm. so the Heat will move on, and then the Raptors lose to the Bulls, and it'll be Hawks versus Bulls, and the Hawks will go in. So, anyways, wow, predictions, nice. Yeah, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, is there is there anything? Okay, a couple other things I want to chat about really quick because we are we're the one hour forty five minute mark. Is not that bad? <laughs> Uh, we're okay <laughs> yeah we're, we're still alive last year hey, listen last week was two and a half hours so we still technically have God. 45 minutes until we break a record um i do want to talk about baseball again really quick candy uh selling out drops which is really good uh mm-hmm. candy was kind of dead for most of last year right because they they started the season hot they dropped stuff at the end of 2021 which those packs were worth like an insane amount on secondary because it's baseball cards should be worth a lot mm-hmm. but last year in may they had to halt their supply drops because it was too much right and since then, it's been kind of just super low-key, not a lot of users. But I will say they're off to a good start. This is prime time for baseball, but they sold out their drop last week, only 2,000 packs. They sold out both drops today with their Plays of the Week 800 packs and their Anthony Volpe, uh, only 100. I love the idea of minting a player's first moment or card ever as just a mint of 100 for 50 bucks. I think that's fucking genius. Um, I don't know. I, they, I don't know if it has the same collectible like aesthetic as like a top shot of like, hey, it's the Ricky Premier. It's got the triple badge, all that kind of stuff. But you think about it, they're literally minting a legendary mint of like a, a new player's first hit or home run or whatever that is. So I, I do love that concept. Um, one thing I do want to point out, though, and this has nothing to do with candy or MLB so rare, is did you hear about the opening day badges? That they're that they're making that like tops or whoever is making. Do you hear about this? No, I, I saw it on on uh, the collectible gurus thing. So what they're doing is oh, uh, there's actually fanatics that's doing this. They're working with the MLB to include a rookie debut patch on every rookie's jersey. And when they make their MLB debut, the patch will be removed from their jersey and used in a one of a kind rookie card of that player. That wow. is awesome. That that's is super cool. fucking cool, man. That is that super is cool. super super. I didn't cool. hear about so, that. Yeah, I saw I saw it on Twitter. So that that is really really cool to see. Um, you know, the card world or fanatics, which is you know trying to become a hundred billion dollar company. That's really cool to see them innovate like that, right? Uh, I, like that. I don't. I, I, there's no Web three aspect there. We don't have to Web threeify everything that exists. But that to me is like in terms of like starting baseball collectible stuff. Like that is super 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 cool. I like Phil, it. Are you are you buying any candy stuff? You've been into the candy stuff? You've lining nope, up? Not this year. I was last year and I, I bought yeah. almost every single one of the plays of the day, but I've had zero interest right. in that so far this year. But I will yeah. say, because my collecting strategy has changed now. I wanted to collect everything before all the cool moments from from mm-hmm. everybody, you know, um, you know, Miguel Cabrera's big hit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more focused on like the Jays player. So when there'll be a drop mm-hmm. for a Jays player as play of the week or a play of, of whatever special drop, I'll be going for it. 
until then, I'm not going for it. And I still, mm. for me, LG, I talked about this last week. Until they improve their marketplace, man, it just makes me lose my mind. I mm. don't know what I have. Like, I don't even have a checklist, man. Like, I, mm. I want to collect all the Jays commons, but I don't want to go through my whole collection. And I don't even know which players I'm missing. Like, I literally have to open two browsers, right? Yeah. Like, pick all the filters for Jays commons. And then one by one in the second browser, pull up my collection and flip back mm. and forth between browsers. To see if I have, like, you can do a search by name and it'll show mm -hmm. you if you have that player. Mm -hmm. But, dude, that's a lot of work. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But even something as simple as the little one sign, like they have on Top Shot, that you own this moment already. Yeah. Like, that goes a long way because then I could just filter Jay's moments and mm -hmm. see what I own and see what I don't own and then just buy right away off of that. But when I have to do that yeah. much research, I'm like, man, what the hell, dude? I really think that. that there's a huge missing opportunity for every single one of these platforms mm -hmm. to make it look like a fucking binder. Yep. Like, I don't understand. Like, that is the most, like, if I saw my Top Shot moments and my candy moments in a binder and then there's, like, a missing spot for one of them, uh, I would immediately go buy it. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like I don't know. That's, like, you want to tap into, like, how we all grew up and, like, and uh, sure, you don't want to go back to, like, before Web3, whatever. It's, like, show it to me like that. Like, so rare. So okay. rare did that. So rare is not even a freaking collectible platform, but you can click on every team and see which ones you have. And there's empty mm -hmm. slots for the guys you don't have. And that for the Blue Jays and for the Raptors, immediately I went and bought every single one. I was like, I was, some of them on the Raptors, like, I don't even know who this is. Like, I didn't even know who the guy was. Same with the Blue Jays. Like, I don't I, even know who this guy is. The guys guys. from the World Cup. I did that on yes. Solar. But do yes. you want to know like, who else like, has an actual binder? You're going to love this. Do you know who else know. in the my NFT space? Or my, or my has, or no. No, no, no. In the NFT space, do you know who else? Which other platform uh, has oh, a binder? No. Record Shop. Have you ever seen that thing? It's no, but it's literally what you just described, where it's like yes. you're yeah. the old. No, they did a good job of that. Yeah, right. With yeah. slots, What's and slot? it shows yeah. you the missing slots of kind of what you're missing, right? Mm. And what you have, and it shows you multiple. And if Record mm. Shop can get it right to show you when you have multiples of something, mm -hmm. I don't understand why Candy can't do it. It drives me bonkers, man. Like, I don't even know what's yeah. out there unless I do yeah. a crazy search. And what's even wilder is that, like, if you go to, like, page four of your search and then you change the parameters, it doesn't send you back to page one of your new search. It sends no. you to page four of your new You're search. You're still like, on page four. This, like, yeah, the like, UX is so like bad. Yeah. Since, since the very beginning. It's like, come on. Meg, you I know, know you. Listen, I know, yeah. I know Meg Mers is listening. So, listen, Meg, we need, we just need a better display, okay? You can hire Phil. adjustments. So hire Phil to run a focus group about making candy look better and that when you log in you should be greeted by a giant binder looking thing that shows you what you don't have and how much it costs that would make people buy things okay you want to drive people to buying things just show them the big freaking empty patch of what they don't have and make it easy for them to see what they have and don't have it's, it's like so top cool. shot right the challenges you click on a challenge and you go on create entry and it'll show you what you have and you don't have and what i like even yeah. more is that there's a link to go buy what you're missing that doesn't just send you to the marketplace. It actually loads up the filter of the yeah. moments you need to complete the yes. challenge. Really, really cool and really good user experience to have that option. Not that I do it too often, but for me, that's what I'm No, but that makes right. it, but that, that I think that the, actually what you just said is the most important part. You're not doing every single challenge. The mm -hmm. average user of these platforms is not doing every single challenge, okay? We're not Alexa or Veerman or something like that. We're not doing every single one. 
the average user is doing an occasional challenge. And I do find that when Top Shot sends me an email saying, hey, you have moments for this challenge. I'm like, oh shit, do I? And yeah, I yeah. go, I click and I me go too. to it. And I'm like, what do I have? <laughs> How much do I need to complete it? Because maybe if it's like 10 or 15 bucks, I'll probably pay that to do this challenge, burn a couple moments, lock them or whatever. And that that is super, super, super helpful because you're just a casual user. You're an average user. Right. doesn't do every challenge. You do them mm -hmm. sometimes. And I think that that really easy, like, but if I have to come back to the platform, and then I have to like manually search if I have the right ones. That's uh -huh. a huge fucking pain. So that's, you know what, what platform that's the candy. worst for, Phil? You know what the worst platform is for that? UFC yeah. Strike. UFC. Oh, Fox I know. Strike. No, no, no. I know. I know. Oh, my God. There. I, I'm not what on that platform. Though, but I know. It doesn't, it says UFC. like, here's what you need. And then there's no way to even see if you have those moments. There's that's nowhere right. to like submit. You just go and you hold the moments or you go to the burn page and have to look through your entire collection to find them. Like, it's been the same for a year. Like, come on, man. I, like, I, I want to do all these strike challenges, but every time they come up, I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, I can't, I do not care because it's too complicated to look through them. It's so annoying. I truly God. believe that that's why Top Shot is still relevant. To relevant. Yeah. Is they've yeah. got such a good platform in terms of, mm -hmm. I know, I know there's been issues. I know there's been scandals and disasters, but they still have such a good Oh, the site platform. is fantastic. It's the so site is amazing. Easy, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then just the fact of like, listen, I'm trying to collect all the spotlight series moments. I don't have time to go to my, my collection. I don't have time to go look at which ones I have. I don't even remember which ones I have. Mm -hmm. But when I search the spotlight series moments, it tells me if I already have this moment. And I know not to even look at it. So I'll mm -hmm. scroll up and down the list just looking for the ones without that little square at the top there that says one. Mm -hmm. And I'll have a good user experience. But Candy, I, I've gone on there a couple times this year. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to buy stuff. Mm -hmm. But then I, I go through five minutes of kind of trying to get through my collection, the market. But I mm -hmm. shouldn't have to print checklists. I shouldn't have to, you know, do screenshots no. of what I have and print them out and, and, and no, keep, keep this on me at all times. So I, I do two, three minutes. I've gone about 20 times this year on, there, on, on Candy in the last few weeks. And I buy nothing because I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with this. I'm just yeah. like, no, make it easy. No. Please make it's it easy. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's time now. It's time. You guys well, are growing. You guys are going with yeah. Netflix and Gettys and MLB and WWE. Mm -hmm. And you're expanding. NASCAR is even ramped up. Like when I was in the NASCAR and owned every single mm -hmm. NASCAR NFT with Candy. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, there was fuck all going on. Seriously. Nothing no. happened yeah. the whole time. And I sold all of them. And now all of a sudden I'm mm -hmm. seeing something every week for NASCAR. So obviously where mm -hmm. you're ramping up, but your, mm -hmm. your, your user experience is not. So you're not going to grow like that. You're just not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's mm -hmm. wild. It's so wild mm -hmm. that we're still stuck in this. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. and, or that or they need to like, I don't know, just give a third party some mon money to go. Build that. You know what I mean? Because even even Top Shot, like, yeah, they, they finally got around to it. But in, in the early days, like OTM and stuff was super mm -hmm. helpful to see. And even now I still go to OTM to be like, OK, how much is it to complete this set? on all day or top shot or those are the only two you know what i mean so i think that that's like they either need to like fund that for other people get somebody else to build it or do it themselves because it's such a pain such a pain the way it is now I'd, lo I'd love to collect more in candy but i, I agree with you it's it's painful mm -hmm. and, and and same with strike um you really are collecting every spotlight series moment hey holy oh, yeah. i'm, I'm getting that. there not, not really but i'm getting, hey, they're cheap man i mean like to be honest it's it's accessible it is Mm -hmm. right like two bucks I mean, what's the most you pay for the ones well what i do is when i get a reward for the for for like uh the challenge mm -hmm. i only collect good serial numbers that are within like if it's mm -hmm. a five thousand mint i'll collect something under a thousand so if mm -hmm. my reward which is always a, a shitty serial number i'll just sell mm -hmm. it and then i don't need to rebuy it right away i'll wait till there's a big dip and then i'll buy a, a serial number i want right mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So did you see, did you see, uh, I know you've talked about spotlight many times. How do you feel about the other 77 spotlight moments still to come out on top shot? Well, I mean, we, we mention this every time. So what are they going to do? They're going to sprinkle them around and whatever drop is next. And then they're going to do a mass release probably with the playoff packs or something oh, like that. Still, right? I think John boy had a post about it the other day, about like just how much supply there's still to come out for this series on top shot where it's like, they should be at a point now where there's no more supply coming out. It should be like there's going to be a few playoff moments. Playoffs, and you're going to be burning things for playoffs. Nothing that's else. it. There We're should be now. literally mm-hmm. nothing else. Like the interesting or NBA special moments, like only yeah. mm-hmm. in the freaking playoff stuff. And I'm excited for their playoff stuff. I think they've hinted at like a few different, I don't know, interesting things. So I don't know. I, I think that that's going to be cool. But today they were like, here's the top shot 50. There's going to be a legendary drop. And it's like, no, man, no, 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 no. That's no. no, we don't know. It's all that's we're way past that. Like literally. We're the only thing basketball fans care about at this point, and sorry to speak for you if you're a basketball fan, is like, okay, will the Mavericks miss the play-in game? Because yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> and otherwise, start the playoffs. Like that's it. Those are the only yep. two things that are actually interesting at this point. And okay, sure. Embiid and Jokic, who's gonna win the MVP? That eternal debate. But it's like otherwise, it's like, no, we don't want freaking more spotlight moments, top shot 50. All these other sets that have yet to come out. Like, nobody, nobody, we don't need those. Just, my- just, don't, just don't release them. Just don't release them. The mistake I made was the sets I'm collecting. I'm collecting one set from every season. That's how I'm starting. Uh, okay. Collecting the cool right. cats from season two, the series two. Yeah. Collecting the rising stars commons from series three, which is easy, accessible, and only like 300 people have completed it. It's pretty cool. Good players, right? They, they hold value in challenges and stuff because a lot of those players are in there. Um, and then I picked spotlight without doing my homework because – you know, my, my guidelines for collecting a set were cheap, accessible, and not minted over like 30 to 50 moments in the set. Right. So at yeah. the time, there was like 40 spotlight moments. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Mm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. They're all really good players. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is cool, man. You know? And then someone like broke the news to me that there's going to be 150 of them. And if I had known that, I would have never started collecting this set. I would have went for <laughs> something else. So, but I'm how, I mean, I'm, I'm in now. So what am I going to do? They should just cut it off. They shouldn't make any more. They should. Who's going to say anything? Nobody. They should. Nobody they cares. Should, they shouldn't do it. It's. They should end it at seventy-seven. That's they how really many should. Are. It's Seriously, really they, should. they should just stop it there. It's ridiculous. They don't they need do. more from each team. We just don't. No. We don't care. No one's going to cry about it. And it won't even be that much revenue for them to do it anyways. Because selling like spotlight packs or whatever, it's like mm. you're not going to, you know, because these are so these are worth so little that it's like that's not going to be worth that much to even just sell those, right? So it's yes, like I don't I don't right. think there's really any point in that. Um, you know, sell your legendaries. This is going to make a lot of money. People are going to pay, you know, 900 bucks for the pack or whatever it is. Like, go ahead and do that. But otherwise, um, I don't, I, I don't really see the point in doing that. But I do, I will, I will commend Top Shot. I do like the predictive challenges they've been doing. I think that that's been fun. I think I that. that's like a should be way element. more of them. Yep. Obviously, well, they can't go too much into fantasy, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it's a right. little bit limited, but I do like the predictive. I, I think it's fun to like, okay, pick one of the you know 80 players playing tonight, which one's got the most three-pointers and stuff. I do like that. So I will say that right now, I think Top Shot's engagement um, and their community building and all the little things they're doing, like I think all that stuff is really good. I honestly think that mm-hmm. supply is still the killer. And we were talking about Top Shot all the fucking time, and we're going to keep talking about it. But it's like in that mailbag on Friday, whenever it was, like I, I sent it to you, like they're going to release the rest of the spotlight moments. Like there's not a single person who wants that. Like, why, why are you so married to mm-hmm. releasing 
all these fucking moments and sets and all this shit. Like it's, it's so insane to me to continue to do that when you're doing so many other good things. And it's so clear that that's the problem. Like that is so clear. The problem, like, like community vibes seem, seem decent. Like people like the challenges, um, people like the moments, right? Like uh, you've got the captains, all that kind of stuff. The, the product is getting more polished. Um, and you're starting to hit some really high notes this season, right? Like releasing the LeBron packs right after he won or right after he um, broke the record, like that kind of stuff works. The supply is still so clearly the problem. And yet they keep releasing so much supply. Keep I don't understand it. it. It makes no freaking it. sense. It's yep. like supply that nobody wants. Like nobody <laughs> needs these things. Right. And it's like, you're still, and they still keep making money. You'll find other ways to make money. You'll sell playoff. People will buy playoff packs. Of course they will. People want to see their guys in the playoffs. No matter right? what. That makes yep. tons of sense. The finals, you'll make tons of money at the finals because that's a classic set. You'll release your legendary as usual, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. We don't need more spotlight moments. We don't need any of the other comments that are like video game numbers and all that kind of no. crap. Like, no. Nobody needs any of that. It's no. so excessive for like a couple thousand users. Like it's crazy. Right. I so I don't know. I just don't understand what, like, I, I don't understand how the, how the, they're coming to these decisions to continue to release supply when the market is oversaturated with it. And like most of these spotlight moments are $2. LG, let me, let me ask you this. $3. Who's in charge of Top Shot? Well, I mean, you know what? Maybe we can actually end the show there because this week's hot take is... No. <laughs> <laughs> Which fictional character would make the best GM? That was not planned, by the way. I, I know it wasn't that. planned, but I think you queued it up very well. And there's, there's a couple other things maybe we could watch. There's a couple funny videos we'll watch after that because there's a couple things I did want to show. But we're at the light part of the, the show. Hot take of the week. This week's question that was posted this morning is which fictional character would make the best GM of Top Shot? Right, general manager. They've been through like two or three of them at this point. I don't think they're going to have a general manager going forward, right? And that that was the question we asked. We got a lot of really, really fantastic answers. A lot of them were actually gifts. A lot of people posted mm -hmm. gifts, uh, you know, recommending different kind of uh, strange people. Phil, without even looking at the answers, because I'm going to read them to you, and you don't know. Who, I'm not going to tell you who's saying them. Do you have a fictional character you would choose as the as the GM of Top Shot? Do you have like one right off the bat? Someone that came to mind. Um. That's tough. No, I don't. You don't. Have I don't. I, I, I can't just give a random answer to give an answer. I'd have to think about that one. How about That's Yasmin Bleef's character from Baywatch? That is fictional. Um, <laughs> what about something like crazy? Like I Manny Tanner. You knew I was going to go there. That's where my <laughs> mind was going. It wasn't Manny. I was going to Danny. But no, what the hell? Oh yeah, Danny sorry, Danny Tanner. Yeah, Manny's the evil twin. Yeah, I guess Danny I guess Tanner. Were, was the, the Full House Full family House. like? Were they fans of the Golden State Warriors? Is that what it would have been? They were in San Fran, right? Mm, I think so. Yeah, but I, I think it was like I think it, that I don't think the Warriors were like a, a talking no. piece then. I think I think SF was like the that's, Niners and the Giants, the teams, right? Like, I yeah, think right. that's Niners like that's yeah. Warriors were incredibly irrelevant in that town until like correct the last ten years. Like they, that nobody ever cared. Okay, so these are really short answers. They're not as funny as they usually are. No, but I'm okay? excited for this because I, I want to see who's got the best one for sure. This is okay. Ted Lasso. Answer, Ted Lasso. I can't. I can't stand that guy. I just, okay. that show for me, I, I feel Not like the only answer. person, I don't want to go crazy about every answer, but I feel like the only person who, I mean, I'm a massive sports fan. I watched two episodes. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't even want to watch this. Bye. Right? Like, it was weird. It didn't capture me. So, no, I'm not a fan of that guy. Okay. Great fit, like former GM who doesn't like to work, and it's a gif of George Costanza. <laughs> No. And it's the gif of where he's saying, was that wrong? Which is when his boss finds out he's been oh, sleeping yeah. with a cleaning lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's the last thing we need, actually, with what 
Especially the okay, Roham videos. Next one. Yeah. Jackie Moon, without a doubt. He's not afraid to do what it takes mm-hmm. to succeed. And Jackie Moon is Will Ferrell's character uh, right. from the, uh, was it called? The basketball movie he made? Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, my God. It's been, we're, on a, we're on a two hour long power yeah, podcast, no. folks. Like, I, I, uh, what is it? NBA movie? Semi pro, semi pro. Uh, um, huh? The name of the movie was Semi pro. Was it? The, the Will Ferrell was basketball it? movie. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, Wolverine for this simple reason, and it's Hugh Jackman is Wolverine saying I'm Canadian. These are weird this it. week. They're weird. Okay. Joey looks like Roham, but asks employees how they do how they doing, and it's Joey from Friends saying, How you doing? <sighs> I thought it was gonna be Joey from Full House. Come on. <laughs> I mean, people don't know me by now. Like, come on, man. You know uh, my love for Full House. Okay. Mickey right. Mouse, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, that guy can sell anything. No gift. No, because I'm boycotting Mickey. Well, actually, speaking of, we had Mickey Mouse on the show last week when Hasbulla kicked his ass. Apparently, That's right. It was yeah, canceled. We did, we did but Hasbulla actually got canceled again this week. Did you see that? LG? Oh, he did. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he, he slapped his again. cat. He was slapping his cat around. Now he's canceled again, apparently. But then he, he's on all the videos again, <laughs> like a day later. But he was fully canceled this week because he was slapping his cat around. Oh, poor so, cat. Well, people are saying they're the same size, and he's been told to pick on people his own size, so he went after his cat. Apparently. <laughs> Okay, last one. Last okay. one. Thanos. Last one. He knows the importance of cutting <laughs> supply, and it's Thanos with the the Infinity Gauntlet wrapping his hand like that. Why does he know the importance of cutting supply? Do you want me to keep going? I can pick some more if you don't like no, any of these. Keep going, man. Keep going. I need okay. someone to blow me away here. Uh, right? no, okay, Gandalf. There's Gandalf. Dude, none of them are going to blow you away. This is so this no is one's giving a reason whatsoever. I'll pick one, but nobody's giving a reason. Uh, okay, somebody wrote this is a woman's job, and it's Glenn or uh, no, not um, not Glenn Close. What's her name? The girl. She's in Devil Wears Prada. Um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magneto. He has all the traits to make a good GM. He's authoritative. He's inspirational, aggressive, inclusive, and charismatic. Magneto from X-Men. Okay. Pinky in the brain, obviously. Phil hates all these. Uh, Let's go. And it's just Michael Scott from The Office pointing at the camera. Uh, The dwarf from Game of Thrones. Uh, Old. uh, what's What's the name of the villain in Back to the Future? What's the guy's name? I don't know. You know Buff, what I'm talking about? No. Buff something bishy. Yeah, whatever. It's him. But is old. that Tommy? Is that Tommy Wilson's dad? Yes, Tommy Wilson's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Biff. It is Tommy Wilson's dad. Biff. 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 So old Biff in the future finding the sports almanac. That's right. uh, That's so. That's one of them. Tony Stark is the slam dunk answer for me. Genius, eccentric, multi-billionaire who has the vision to lead this company to the promised land. Everything that man touched was a game changer. Okay. I've got one in mind, but you can keep going. Dwight Schrute, assistant GM to the GM for years before being GM. And it's Dwight Schrute with a pig nose on. Okay, do you, do you have one you like? I, I don't want to keep going. I do, and it wasn't even part of your first selection. This might surprise you a little bit, but... okay. In my time, I, I mean, I love powerful characters, but it doesn't make Long them good leaders. Yeah, no, it's very short actually. But in my time growing up and watching movies, I feel that every single movie Meryl Streep was in, she was like a powerful person. Like she felt like she had control, and she's actually one actress of the year. Like Meryl Streep, right? She's one actress of the year. How many times? Or is that what they call actress? I don't know. Is it actress of the year or no? Best actress. Sorry. 
Yeah, it's not. It's actor. Be? Actor. You can't. You don't say actress anymore. It's oh, actress. I'm sorry. One, actor I'm sorry. Is, is the term. It's not. It's I'm not sorry. feminine or male or female. I'm sorry. Just like I got destroyed for saying female ballers once. Like what? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got I destroyed for that, and then I keep hearing it like on on Sports Center. They say the word female all the time. So I don't know why I got destroyed for that. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go kind of so off the hook going... here. I'm going Meryl Street, man. I think I do agree with wow. a woman. I'm not. No, I'm serious. I do like that concept. Mm -hmm. And I did like it when Janie came along yeah. because I thought it was going to change things okay. a little bit. Um, but she just, that was a whole other story, right? She, she, mm -hmm. she lost it halfway. Mm -hmm. But Meryl Streep for me has always been a powerful character in every single movie or mm -hmm. show I've seen her in. And I would mm -hmm. trust someone like that to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's a fatal mistake. But more than more so than the ones, I mean, uh, George Costanza, like, come on, man. Where are we going with George Costanza here? <laughs> Seriously. And there were other good, other good choices, but they just didn't give a reason why. Like Thor, because he likes to cut supply. Like, why does he? I don't know anything about Thor, but why does he like it's Thanos? Thanos. Thanos why does Thor, Thanos? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Thanos. Why does he like to cut supply? Like, what? Well, because he, when he snaps his fingers, half the universe died. That's what happened in the movie. Okay. Anyways, well, you you know you clearly no, don't care. No, you didn't he, didn't go with your daughter no, to see that one in the theaters, eh? No, absolutely not. So, well, okay. Street, so let's. Man. And I have no idea. Right, who well, let's Zero. let's get her out here. Here's Meryl <laughs> Streep. <laughs> uh, let's take a look. Okay, so this was from AJ oh. Biondo, seventy-seven. Okay, follows us. We follow them. So cool. AJ, great work. Mm -hmm. uh, Die-hard like bizarre stars. That, yeah, but... there we go. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Wife, twin, twin mom, newsy foodie. Diehard Pats fan, NFL All Day, right. OTM, Jolly Jokers, Turf Talent, and Bizarre Stars. Cool. Congratulations. Well AJ. Done. AJ has won as a woman's job. Look at her. But look, and, look and at the gif she, is she deep looks like she's your incompetence. Got... Do not interest me is the gif. But she looks like she's just got command. And I've always seen Meryl Streep as that, right? So do you remember? Right? Do you remember? I was thinking about this today, which is very weird. I was thinking about this morning. I was thinking about this in the shower, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why, but I was thinking about Kevin Bacon. And not like that. I know it sounds like that. But I wasn't thinking about Kevin Bacon like that. But I was thinking about Kevin Bacon and how when I saw Apollo 13 in theaters, yeah. I thought that Kevin Bacon was a villain because I had just seen The River Wild, which is also a movie of Kevin Bacon mm -hmm. and Meryl Streep, where right. Meryl Streep is... A, like a world champion whitewater rafter <laughs> and she gets taken hostage with her kid by kevin bacon and john c riley like the funny guy john c riley who are like these villains like they're criminals and they're like you have to take us down river so we can escape the law and it's this like super tense scary thing i don't know why i saw that when i was like eight years old it came out at 93 i think 94 something like that and anyway, so then two years later, I saw Apollo 13. I was like, oh, my God, Kevin Bacon, like he's a villain. He's going to fuck up Apollo 13. And it wasn't until like years later that I realized that River Wild was literally of one of the only so. movies that Kevin Bacon ever played a villain. So anyways, funny that Meryl Streep comes back around today. Yeah, how's that even today possible? That but but even then, Kevin Street. Bacon sort of was a villain in Apollo 13. He was kind of like the bad boy of the crew, wasn't he? From what I remember. No, he, he gets no he gets added as the third astronaut because right. they originally had – uh, right, 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 right. Okay. Gary Sinise yes. is supposed to be on yeah, the mission, yeah, yeah. but then he's going to get measles. So they add Kevin. But he was Bacon. like the bad boy, like with the girlfriend and all that. Like the you know, uh, like he wasn't a guy who was married with boy. kids and all that. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't know if well, he's, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't I'm know if he's happy like bad. I don't, yeah. that our audience kind of heard that 
you were in the shower this morning and thinking about Kevin Bacon and Meryl Streep. So I think about some cool. weird shit, man. And I guess for some reason, maybe you should do a live podcast really, in the shower. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next week I'll be in the shower for uh, two and a half hours. <laughs> maybe we'll put that on Patreon. Do Seb Brothers live from the shower. <laughs> Okay, I got that. two. I got two quick hits to wrap us out, and these are both on video. So apologies to the p- people on audio. Uh, one one is a video of Roham. The other one we're going to play us out is a video of our friend Arsenic, also an NFT artist, scoring an incredible backhander at hockey. Phil, did you see? Did you see the super random video of Roham who has been spotted shopping with his girlfriend? Did you I, see I this? Can't tell you how many people sent it to me. <laughs> Everybody sent it to you. It's kind of it's not a big deal. Like it's 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 like a it's honestly like a nothing video. But I just thought it was funny that this got posted uh, on Twitter from somebody who said that they were randomly scrolling through TikTok, and it's like Roham with his girlfriend, and they look like I'm gonna guess that they are at um, fuck. What's the name? What's the name of the store? Zara? They just announced they're leaving Canada. No, no, no. The big store. Nordstroms. Yes, Nordstroms. They look like they are at Nordstroms. Nordstroms. Yes. Yeah. They're at yeah. Nordstrom's like because they have a super She's sale right now. Put in the and it's and it's a really creepy hey. video because the guy filming like comes up to them like he's gonna pick up Roham's girlfriend. He's like, Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were there. He's like, Your girlfriend's pretty, and Roham is like this, like you can tell Roham is like fuck off. Like he's so mad about it. Uh, <laughs> like, he's so that. like she's real it's beautiful. So, so 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 weird. I just uh, have to throw it out there. Yeah? She does look like she could have maybe two or three boyfriends, but uh, uh are y'all like a thing or <laughs> uh, Roham, time, Roham's like I'm gonna laugh murder ever. you laugh honestly you I think should've. it's fantastic yeah it's like but uh, you know what he stayed true to Roham form where he's just like I'm not taking your bait and I'm yeah. gonna stay who I am or who I yeah. portray anyways just like he did with all the accusations and you know that whole thing he still came out he answered all the people mm-hmm. he didn't take the bait and tell everyone to shut up and F off you know mm-hmm. and that, that that was true that was that was prime time Roham right there like cool mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're not, keep, you're not keep, me, pal. Keep it, Thanks. Keeping uh, it chill. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it chill. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that as an answer, guys. Well, asking the context, and he just giggles. Like, did this person know that he was Rohan? No, like, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. Who the I think hell it, I does think that though? I think, but I don't think there's a whole generation of people that are just what? big assholes, like that are super stupid in public that do dumb shit. I've shit never like that, seen a sick that, that have been inspired by like the Tom Greens and the jackasses of the world weird, uh, to man. go and just do all these like weird like talking pranks in stores and shit. So I don't know. It, 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 I'm not very, inspired by those, but I will say I have considered doing something like that. I don't have TikTok and I know nothing about it, but I, I kind of want to start something. Is I spend hours in traffic every day. I literally mm. want to interview people in traffic. And ask mm. them where the hell mm. they're going. And if it's not mm. what I want to hear, I want to tell them to get the hell off the road. Okay. Cause I know for a fact that when I'm going to work, 90% of the people on the road are not doing something relevant. Okay. They're not going to school. <laughs> they're not going to work. They're probably going to meet their friends at like Tim Hortons downtown for no reason other than to create more traffic. So I look in the cars and I'm like, man, you're not going to school or work. I want to roll down their windows and be like, where are you going? Tell me right now. And be mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be on the road. I want to do that. I think it'd be pretty popular because we I need like to know that we went almost an entire yeah, we went on almost an entire episode without Phil talking about traffic. Okay. We were very very close. We were <laughs> like literally at the last two minutes, and somehow you still be like, "Hey, I have an idea. I want to interview people about why they're in traffic and mm-hmm. tell them that they suck." What are you doing? Like, like that. That's that's your final idea. I'm going to work. Um, okay, cool, good. That's good. You belong here. But anything right, else? I'm going to play us out. I'm going to play us mm-hmm. out. This is a video. 
Uh, and you're going to hear it if you're on audio. It's pretty boring. Uh, and Phil, we're not going to come back after the video. Okay? okay. So you can cue it up a bit if you want. But once the video is done, the, the show is over. Okay. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm turning it off. But it's Arsenic, uh, who somehow has like a security video of a hockey game he's playing in, where he then dekes out two guys and backhands it into the net, like top corner, bar down. And it honestly looks like it's in freaking slow motion because the guys he's playing against are, are terrible. okay Uh, arsenic with all due respect like all these years you've told us about your hockey experiences yeah and you know the the big fights you get because we'll get pictures from arsenic like after a big fight and he's got like all these marks on his face and he's been not beat up because he gives the beatings apparently but you know it sounds like a really professional league and then for the first time ever and we don't know how arsenic got this video it is a security like watch camera type deal and I'm sure that after he scored the goal, he went knocking on every single door in the arena, being like, you need to give me this video. But the, the gameplay looks horrific. Like, I I know that hockey, because I know this from watching hockey videos on YouTube, when you watch junior hockey games, they look slow and the players look awful, but I know from being there in person that they're not. So it is a little deceiving. But th- this is horrific hockey arsenic. It really is. And... I was I, I told LG we have to show this video on the podcast because we need to kind of scare the OTM guys who we will eventually play in a game of hockey. That's coming up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that this is it. After I mean, your effort in this video is is phenomenal, but you need to tell us what's going on with the other guys on the ice, man. Because they're just standing there. I don't know what's happening. Guys are flipping the puck for no reason. There's no hitting. Oh. And and the puck is bouncing like I've never seen a puck bounce that much. But yeah, oh. let, let's roll the tape and we're gonna play. We have to give kudos to Arsenic for his this is a, it's not easy to get a puck up like that on your backhand, no matter no, what. No, that's a really amazing shot, honestly. It's really and it's actually really something nice. I teach with my kids at a young age is mm. work on your mm. backhand more than anything because goalies mm. don't see it and they can't react to it. So no, Arsenic's when you need it, you got it down. Like you're at, you're using your backhand because you don't have other options. So I think it's I think it's a good skill to have, but still, this is this is both an amazing video but also a pathetic video. Phil, thank you for the show. It's been another epic episode of the first minute. We'll see wow. you guys next week. I think we can still talk over it. Oh, I can't hear you.